Hello, beautiful people. It is Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022, and this sports show shall begin right now. Yeah. Can't thank you enough for joining us here at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. I'd like to make a personal statement uh, before we get into all the sports. I can't thank you all enough for the love that I got to feel yesterday. I am actually a bit overwhelmed by it all. I have no idea how I'm supposed to respond to everybody and say thank you to everybody. Uh, numerous text messages, a lot of tweets, so many comments on the Instagram. People have reached out in the YouTube comments. I appreciate the hell out of you so much. I'm lucky to be on this earth at the same time as all uh, as all of you and thank you for being so damn kind to me yesterday was very very cool my wife and i hung out at the house had a pretty good night a great night actually not just a pretty good night a great night it was uh taking it all in was absurd and i'm very very grateful and thankful i'm 35 now i'm an old fucking man and i can't thank you all enough and maybe it's because i am getting to a sentimental chapter of my life where i'm starting to feel actual feelings uh which is weird i don't love it you know, I saw Kurt Warner's movie. It made me feel stuff. Yeah. I didn't really enjoy that either, but maybe it's just because I'm getting older now. And I thought about this yesterday. I always assumed I was going to die young and, and I would just became okay with it. It was almost like I was living for a long time, like hoping I'd die young almost. And now I never want to die. So it's like a very interesting, very interesting transition in the whole brain and life experience. And I think it's mostly because all of you are so nice to me. So thank you so much. Thank you to all the boys for all the love and the celebrating. Thank you to my wife for setting up everything. You're the best. Thank you to everybody. I love you all. Now, with that being said, DeAndre Hopkins is out six games. Oh, oh no, no. Oh, no. Did not expect this to come at all. There's other news around the NFL, and we'll cover all of it. The Toxic Table is here at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor, one half of the hammer, Don Cowboys. Tone Diggs is here. Tone, shout out to you, pal. Shout out to you, Bob. Can't wait to dive into a couple T4s today because the basketball is happening, yeah. the NHL playoffs are happening, and tonight the Penguins begin their run yes, to the do. next oh. Lord Stanley Cup against the New York Rangers. We currently have a super boost on FanDuel Sportsbook uh, for both the Breadman, uh, Artemi uh, of the Rangers, and Sidney Crosby to record a point tonight. It's the NHL playoffs. It's playoff hockey. The two best players on either team are going to fucking produce. That's, That's right. just how hockey goes. That's boosted to plus 200. Let's go Ooh. ahead and make some chat on this thing. Here we go, boys. Here we go. If you're a Rangers fan, congrats. You're in the playoffs again. Now, you have been quite a thorn in our side, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, but uh, when's the last time you guys won a cup? All right? Yeah. So Bingo. then let's just kind of move on to the conversation. We put, a, we put together a super boost uh, to hopefully get both teams to come in here and get a little bit more interest in the rest of the world to maybe make some money off it. Sidney Crosby's going to record a point. Yeah, Honestly. always. Yeah. Now, with that sack, bread man, I don't know. Huh? I have no idea. I was told this guy's good. I don't know. We'll fucking find out tonight. Mm -hmm. I hope so. I'm betting on my guy to hold up his end of the bargain. I assume Rangers fans are betting on their guy to hold up their end of the bargain. And all of us are getting plus 200 odds, which either team is like, for instance, Penguins fans, for Sidney Crosby to record a point, lock. Done deal. Rangers fans, for the bread man to record a point, they're lock. Mm -hmm. So for all of us, we should feel pretty confident in both of this, I think. I'm pretty pumped up about it. Let's get into it. We'll talk to Mike Rupp in the second hour. But uh, Dana White will join us in the third hour. AJ Hawk will join us in the next hour. We got to talk about this nukeness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. Hey, this is massive. This is a big ordeal. Mm -hmm. This probably forced the Hollywood brand trade a lot more than anybody else could even imagine. And that's still... 
wild because it didn't seem like Baltimore took advantage of the Cardinals yeah. as much as they potentially could have if they knew that they were in this type of position. Ian Rappaport reported yesterday that the Arizona Cardinals will lose wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games of the NFL season after a PED suspension. Now, let's remember that he will be able to attend training camp and OTAs, and I even I think even play in preseason games if he wants to. Once the regular season starts, though, he will not be allowed in the building until at least week seven. He has dropped his appeal on this entire thing, so this is set and locked and loaded for Nuke. Nuke had a response. He said that he has never tested positive for any performance-enhancing drugs in his 10-year NFL career. To learn that his November test came back with trace elements of a banned substance, he was confused and shocked. I am very mindful of what I put in my body and have always taken a holistic approach, so I am working with my team to investigate how this could have happened. But even as careful as I have been, clearly I wasn't careful enough. For that, I apologize to Cardinals fans, my teammates, and the entire Cardinals organization. I never want to let my team down. I fully intend to get to the bottom of this. As soon as I have more information, I will share it. DeAndre Hopkins via DeAndre Hopkins Instagram. So he says he takes a holistic approach. Maybe it was the punch karma. Oh, been. no. No, I have no idea what it could have been. But I do know that this is a very fickle situation because the players in the NFL that do not take any performance enhancing drugs have a view on the guys that do take performance-enhancing drugs as, oh, those guys are certainly cheating. Those guys have the ability to recover quicker. Those guys have the ability to not get sore. Those guys' attention and focus levels are higher than mine will ever be without it. So there is a very much negative attitude on performance-enhancing drugs in the NFL world, okay? I don't know if people just expect that a lot of people are on a bunch of PEDs and shit like that. I don't think that's an accurate assessment at all, at least from my time in the NFL. What I do know, though, is that a lot of guys will take a lot of supplements to try to make up for either energy lacking or focus or anything like that, and they try to read all the ingredients that are on all the supplements. Some supplements, you know, even a friend will get a marketing deal with, and they'll bring it in, and it'll be for the entire locker room. You got all these supplements, and if you read through what are allegedly in the supplements, they will say, hey, everything in here is good for you guys in the NFL testing thing. But the thing about the supplement business you see is it's not FDA regulated. (laughs) So people can just literally fucking lie about what are in supplements. So guys will take these supplements and we've all heard of all the different ones for pre-workout and everything like that. And literally they might be taking something that they had no clue and even investigated and looked into and might've even called the fucking operation and say, Hey, this says there's none of this in there. Is there any of this in there? And they say, no, there isn't any in there because it doesn't have to be regulated. doesn't have to be investigated. doesn't have to get approved they can just say what's in there and it not have to be in there so guys since the beginning of drug testing have been failing tests when they legitimately do not believe they're taking anything and for a long time it was always like oh that guy's fucking lying that guy's lying that guy's lying and it's like no the guy's not lying it maybe was the supplement that he was taking was literally lying right to his face on the bottle. And if you're somebody who isn't the most educated human of all time, uh, like you have to learn this, you would just assume that the GNC is not going to lie to you. You would assume that the bottle that is a company that is making millions and millions of dollars isn't going to lie to you. But there's a chance that their operation, their warehouse, the way they go about filling in their uh, supplements into the pills or whatever, gets tainted by another supplement that they're making at the same exact warehouse or facility that's being 
being packaged into another um, bottle and another branding. So there's like a chance that guys have failed tests over the NFL since the beginning of the NFL that they had no clue that they were going to fail for, had no intentions of failing for, and actually hate what happened. That has been happening, I think, since the beginning because of the way the FDA views the supplement companies. With that being said, there are some dudes that just are trying. (laughs) There are some dudes that are just trying to beat the game. I mean, Mm -hmm. baseball had a big deal with it, and I know the, uh, uh, what's that documentary? Uh, Screwball. Screwball documents the entire thing. They're Mm -hmm. trying to beat the fucking testing system. They are trying, we need our testosterone to boost at this particular time, but go down after this particular time because they could get drug tested at this time, and in this month we need this to happen, and we need to have our levels at this. So they were gaming the testing. Like, that's insane. And I think at baseball, that was at a much higher level. Then Icarus, the documentary um, about Lance Armstrong that ended up becoming a documentary about the Russians cheating the Olympic testing thing with the mad scientist actually getting caught up in this documentary, the way they're able to construct things that are getting injected into their bodies and then have the ability to drop off for a test and then come back up. It's like insanity i think there are guys like that in the nfl as well i think there are guys that are trying to beat the game beat the system trying to get through it and do that whole thing but i do believe a lot of the fails are from guys that have no fucking idea that they're going to potentially fail and it comes out of nowhere and it's very alarming because your immediate thought is oh my entire legacy is going to be tainted my entire everything i've ever done on the football field is going to be tainted by this one particular test in which i took a pre-workout that i had no idea had this shit in and it turns out it had it in there it's a crazy time and that's why you always see in my 10-year career i've never tested positive because that's nuke worrying that this one fuck up could potentially taint everything and i don't think it should especially if it comes out that he had no fucking idea well and he had the nagging injury all last year too so there's probably a good chance what this was for like a recovery type thing and he just assumed like hey this is gonna help me because they were right in the middle of that playoff push too like every week it was like well, Nuke's got this injury, but is he going to play? Like, he probably, you know, I mean, it just, it stinks because especially when you see, like, how how badly they need him. I don't know. And and like you, you mentioned with, like, all the guys, like, I don't know. Do you think most people just assume that he has been doing this whole his whole career? I don't know, but I do think that people think that he was taking it on purpose. Like, I, I think people's natural thing every time an athlete, and I might be wrong. I could be wrong, and I apologize that I'm potentially judging people. Uh, for being this negative. But I think anytime a player comes out and says, like, I did not know this was in there, the natural reaction is like, well, how do you not fucking yeah, know? How? Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah. How do you not fucking know? And it's like that FDA stuff is real. Like, they, they don't have to... Somehow the supplement world has fallen into this crack that they don't have to get legitimized, that not everything gets investigated. I think they have to have... Uh, I think their warehouses and manufacturers have to be up to a certain code. Yeah. But what's actually going into the shit is not getting legitimized or tested, I don't think. Unless they change it within the last year or so. I think uh, people's normal reaction immediately is to go that negative route, especially when you're coming off an injury. They they just assume players are trying to get back from injury faster. Um, and the, the stuff with, like, the GNC and not having to say what's exactly in it, does him saying that he's completely holistic hurt that? Like, because... Do holistic people put supplements? Yeah. I think so. Okay, I didn't know if they just only had ginseng. Well, that's what I think that that type of shit comes in like pills and Yeah, yeah it does. You yeah. know, like I think they do, I think they do almost more of that almost yeah, specifically. But it's it's not like of uh they're not putting like 
creatine in there. Correct. And like caffeine and mm-hmm. everything. It's like almost the vitamins and how do you make your body the Uber right. that it could possibly be. I think. I don't know enough about any of this to really yeah. be talking, but I do remember like the supernatural Healy people taking the the vitamins. A lot of herbals. Yeah, and, and all stuff, that shit. So they yeah. don't have to eat it because it tastes terrible. Yeah. Well, how yeah. often does that list change though? Like, do you, is Every a, year of yeah. what the new stuff that's on the list of yeah. what they're testing for? Yeah, exactly. Because if for a while there are guys that are, if it's not getting tested for, okay, we can do this. And then the NFL catches up to them almost. And so they have to keep up with it every year because like if Nuke last year did this mm-hmm. with he was banged up and then was like, okay, we'll just try that again because it worked for me. But then, you know, going into the season. Everybody, you know, everybody they get knows. updated. Yeah, 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 everybody, yeah, yeah. Everybody gets a heads up. Like, hey, this has been added into the testing. For instance, the uh, deer antler spray. Yeah. The deer antler has something in it that generates some sort of reaction. I, I'm not 100% sure what it is. I haven't looked into it enough. But it was not being tested for for a long time by the NFL. And guys had found out about it. And guys had been using yeah. it, right? Because it was a recovery agent, I think. A I'm not 100% mm-hmm, sure. Right? I think. But it, it hadn't been found out yet by the NFL. So then when the NFL finds out about it, it becomes a big story. Hey, the NFL is now testing for whatever's in. Not, they're not testing for deer antler spray. Mm-hmm. Whatever the motherfucker that's in the deer antler spray yeah. that's actually doing the work, mm-hmm. That automatically ends up on the list. The whole, and it's an interesting process, man. The whole drug, because we've I've seen guys walk in the locker room. It's like, well, that guy's definitely on something. Yeah, like what guy? What's that guy? Then he'll he'll fail a test, he'll get suspended, not care at all, come back the exact same way. It's like, yeah, that's just how I. Uh, yeah, this is just who I am. Yeah, you lose money. <laughs> they're either going to catch me or they're not. Yeah. It's crazy. And then, but a large majority, there is no conversation about that type of shit in the locker room. Well, None. Ever. I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about that type of stuff in the locker room other than like, hey, you can go get, you know, this guy does uh, good blood. They remove your blood and then pump it back into mm-hmm. your knees and yeah. regenerate this, a whole thing. Uh, that wasn't really a conversation I heard much about. But I think everybody's trying to beat the game. But in the NFL, it's not like you're heralded as a cool dude if you're taking shit. It's no, like, it's right. Not, it's like, oh, this guy is fucking over people right mm-hmm. now. Well, and it's like in baseball where it's like, hey, if you're going to get suspended, but you're going to hit 30 more home runs and make 50 million more dollars, like in football, like you just said, guys come in in the offseason, maybe they look a little different, and then they miss four or five or six games, but then they have one of their best years and they probably get paid because of it. It's it's probably pretty hard to, you know, justify doing it, but also understand that, hey, my entire livelihood is based on what I do on the field. And sure, this is going to hurt me in the short term, but in the long term, there's a chance that I really benefit from, you know, doing this. The whole thought of performance enhancing drugs is so fascinating to me because at what point did they decide they had to start limiting what people would put in? Because mm-hmm. there's some people that would do anything oh, to win. Yeah. Anything to Absolutely. anything to win. That's why these rules are even in there because people are like, oh, that was for horses? It makes them run faster? Well, fuck, I wonder what it'll do to my horses. I'll try it. Let's find <laughs> out. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a monster. Some of these bodybuilders, and they'll pop up on my Instagram Explore page every once in a while. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Insane. Yeah. How? I mean, I'm. Imp- I mean, we clap. They get awards and stuff sure, sure. for how. Mm-hmm. How big can your muscles get? Some yeah. of those. Mm-hmm. I saw guys quads that had quads. Yeah, mm-hmm. his quads had quads, mm-hmm. and they stand there and they do this whole flexing, and it's like their entire body is maxed out. And I'm like, well, you have to be on absolutely everything. The entire process of 
They have to shuffle all those drugs around with them at all times, probably illegally get them all, and then they have to do them all on a consistent basis while working out at all times and eating everything. I mean, the amount of commitment to just wanting to win is next level for some people, and I guess that's why they have to test some people. But goddamn, I've seen some gorillas on the Explore page that ain't going to live long. Yeah. What are you talking about? I thought you just ate liver. Yeah, I was going to... He is nothing compared to some of these no. fucking world bodybuilder guys that pop up on my thing. Some of these bodybuilder dudes, holy fuck. Yeah. How long do they live? They, they, they can't I actually be. just saw recently that a, like a very young bodybuilder, well, like, right? yeah, 37 or something like that died. Because I assume that like, there's, it's not humanly possible to look like that if you're not taking everything. This like, dude had vascularity on each of his abs. He had 10 abs. Yeah. His abs were as big as my chest. It was mm-hmm. like he was working on it. Oh, my God. Damn. But I guess... You know, the benefit is you become a champion in sports, you become faster, but I feel like you just get caught. I honestly, I feel like you always get caught up in it. And then the entire HGH conversation became a hilarious one. I mean, that was awesome. I was right in the middle of that. And um, not right in the middle. My career was right in the middle of that. They were going to start testing for HGH because that was the new thing. Everybody was talking about, oh, everybody's on HGH. Everybody's on HGH. That was back when Barry Bonds' head grew and Uh every, you know, older vets guys were coming back you know, from surgery in half the amount of time they used to be and then coming back stronger and faster than ever. It's like, holy shit. Then people start talking about this HGH. They're like, it is the actual fountain of youth. We we have found with the fountain of youth. And I remember in the locker room, the conversation was as soon as we retire, as soon as we retire, I'm fucking finding whatever this HGH thing is and I'm taking all of it. They're like, everything on your body gets Uh bigger. You become smarter, more clear-headed. You see better. Your hand-eye coordination is better than it's ever going to be. And you recover immediately after your workout so you can just go back into another workout if you want to. It'll keep you lean. You're all this... I'm like... Excuse what me? is this? Yeah. How is this? What is? Who found this glorious thing? But it was always like this myth, this myth that was talked about. And I assume some guys were using it. I assume it was happening. But it became a sticking point in the NFL, between the NFL and the NFLPA for some reason. Because the NFL wanted to start testing for HDH. And this was... This was like 10 years ago, maybe long, yeah, probably 10 years ago when we didn't know as much about HGH, I don't think. And it was just kind of still something that was like being chatted about as a possibility, not really like a, hey, this is actually what people do all the time as adults in the world that have a lot of money. They just take this shit and then mm-hmm. they're the 29 versions of the 29 year old versions of themselves when they're like 51 on yachts dancing, having the time of their life. Bingo. That guy was awesome. That's not just one guy. There's like There's, yeah. thousands yeah, of them right. because of this HDH, I think. So it was always talked about. The NFL wanted to test for it, and they said the only way you could test for it is if you take blood. So the NFLPA then had to okay and agree to random blood tests happening throughout the entire year, just like there is random piss tests throughout the entire year for performance-enhancing drugs. Then that led to the conversation, mm-hmm. well, what's the baseline for every human's uh, growth hormone? So if you take let's say James Harrison's blood, are you comparing it to Ty Schmidt's human growth hormone, his natural mm-hmm. hormone? How do you know what the baseline's gonna be? And they fought on that for like months and months and months and months and months. The testing for the HGH got delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And then they finally just agreed to start doing the drug test or the blood testing. And I still don't think anybody has ever failed it because I'm not sure they ever put a baseline out there. I think the agreement was, hey, we have to fucking like at least say we're testing for it, even though nobody's ever going to fail it because there's no natural baseline for whatever 
human has because some might have more than other humans have. It's like, oh, so HGH is like the best drug of all time. <laughs> so you, even if they try to test for it, they can't. can't. It. It's like, holy shit, what is this thing? I think that is really the last hilarious bargain between the NFL and the NFLPA about performance enhancing. It was like, how do we keep HGH out of here? And then they were like, you, every doctor was like, you can't. It's impossible. <laughs> God, we just got to test for it. Well, how do you know what the baseline was before? Did you test for his HGH whenever he was a child and then as a teenager, then when he was a, a late teen, then whenever he was a, have you done that through his entire life? We don't know because his growth hormone could have just right. shot up more than anybody mm -hmm. else. Oh, so everybody can take it while we're still testing him for it? Yeah, but we can still say we're testing for it, right? Well, you are kind of. Yeah, we're covered. All right, cool. Yeah, All right, perfect. <laughs> so that's, I think, the, the whole PED process is, is wild because there has to be a baseline. There has to be, there also has to be rules for engagement because what some people will do. But in there, there's so many gray areas, and the supplement game is certainly a part of that. Well, do the pro sports work with like the other leagues? Because was it more, you know, relevant in baseball before the NFL? So would they ask like the MLB? Would the NFL ask the MLB like, hey, how do you guys get to the bottom of it? And obviously, I think they just went straight to the doctors who are actually giving the players HGH, and so that's how they. Falco, I think, was the, yep. uh, and they haven't caught anybody in HGH over there. No, okay. No, I don't think anybody's ever been caught in HGH except for in Constitution where. Or in front of Congress whenever they're talking. Right. Uh, I don't think there is a way to find it. it unless you have somebody's baseline and they have, I might be wrong. I might be speaking out of pocket here, but my understanding from somebody that got my blood taken for HGH testing while asking the person who, I guess that person is not necessarily a scientist or a full doctor. They're just taking my blood, but it's like, how the fuck do they know what's coming out here? I have no idea. No, I don't think that because like Barry Bonds never failed to test. Mm. Yes. You know, he he never yeah. actually failed a test. It's just he, you know, when he walked into the courtroom, everyone was like, yeah, I mean, come on. This guy's been fucking juicing. Are you kidding me? But yeah, he never failed a test. So I don't know if they if they actually could test for it. 2011, a player tested positive for HGH. That might have first baseman uh, for baseball. Yes. So I'd be intrigued to hear how many appeals that he could potentially go through now versus what was known in 2011 about HGH. I mean, that is another hilarious conversation. That guy could probably get that written off the books right now if he wanted to go. Yeah. Say, well, my baseline was just naturally higher. Test me now. It's already back. What's up? Yeah, well, and that's probably the only way, right, is that they just had, like, the blood from the year before, and then it just, like, exponentially grew going into the 2011 season because, you, like you just mentioned with the baseline, if there's no baseline, like, there just has to be a massive growth in it or, like, a higher percentage of it in your blood for them to actually be able to say, okay, yeah, this is you're testing positive for HGH? Yeah, I don't know. Because then they have to take everybody's blood for the baseline, and there's no way is that even accurate? Or, I have no or comparable. Idea. Like, can you even compare those? Yeah, I have no yeah. idea. I have no clue. That's why the PED shit is crazy. And I think this younger generation, I think they're less apt to put anything in their body, yeah. by the way. Like steroids, I think steroids are going to go down, not up, with mm -hmm. this next generation yeah. of athletes. I think they firmly believe in like what TB12 is now pitching. Like, hey, if I eat avocado ice cream and I have this amount of water and electrolytes every single day, my body will be its best being. I'm not going to sacrifice years off the end of my life just so I'm better in this portion of my life athletically. Because I don't think we've ever seen... I don't know. Is anybody that has abused steroids live long? We're like, oh, crazy that that person lived. It's all, it no, always, they yeah, always it, die from like it, heart failure. It almost or always yeah. happens or whatever. So I think this younger generation is less likely to do everything, but I don't think the HGH era ever really got any answers. <laughs>
But yeah. No. I still don't think there's any answers in the HGH era, and that one will continue to go on forever. Well, you probably think that with NIL too, right? Because with the NIL, it's like, oh. yeah, I got to be on the field. Like, if I am doing stuff to try and get, like, a advantage, and then I lose my scholarship or I lose playing time, then all of a sudden you're also losing money in college, not just the pros. So the NIL shit, that's a great transition. We'll move past. Hey, hey, Hop, we hope you're all right. Yeah, good good luck, luck, Hop. Hope you didn't take anything that's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Hope it was an accident, even though that stinks and your heart probably dropped immediately upon seeing that you failed a test. That's a nightmare, by the way. When you take a test and you're waiting on the result, it does not, you know, especially if you're taking a pre-workout or somebody else's pre-workout, putting it in your bottle. Hey, what do you got over there? You got a little juice? Yeah, here's a little pre-workout. Let me go ahead and take it. That one bottle could be tainted and take out like five, six guys on a team. Yeah, not expecting it at all. Like, assuming just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pass this. And then, boom, not so much. (laughs) There was a there was a time where allegedly I heard from another place, obviously, mm-hmm. allegedly at another place in college when they would uh, potentially test for street drugs or something like that. You know, guys would, from what I heard, guys would get like a Visine bottle or something, and they would empty it. They'd wash it out. They would get somebody who had clean urine for them. They would put that into the Visine bottle. Then you would sleep with tights on, and you would put said Visine bottle in between thighs while you sleep. So that vi- this is allegedly what other people would do. Sure. Mm-hmm. So then that Visine would automatically become your body temperature because it's sleeping in between your legs. Then whenever you wake up for the test in the morning, this is what they do. Obviously, I'm I've, I'm hearing about this. Never done this myself. You wake up. You also you pop that thing in the microwave a little bit. You give it like five. Five, seven, eight seconds in there. Go ahead and let that cook just a little bit, allegedly. Then you put it back down in your tights. Then you go in for your test, and they say, hey, okay. And they watch you from behind. You go down in there, you know, allegedly, from what I heard. Mm-hmm. Take that Visine bottle, all, spray it in there. Oh, tuck it back in, obviously. Shut that thing, from what I heard. And then they would give it, obviously, the field temperature test to see if it was actual uh, piss. Then they would lift it and put it into a little thing to make sure there's enough electrolytes to see if it was actual piss. Then it would get confirmed that it is actual piss. Then they would seal it away. You'd sign it. You'd walk away. And those people would know, okay, I'm not failing this particular test yeah. <laughs> because that person who just peed in it, there was a guy, from what I heard, obviously got a woman who did not do any drugs to uh, piss in there. Mm-hmm. He did pass the drug test. He was pregnant. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, ruined the whole thing for everybody, from what I heard. Oh, yeah. no. Damn. Yeah, from what I heard, ruined the whole thing for everybody. That's tough. That is tough. I mean, I don't know if the baby was, was his or not. Obviously, I wasn't that close to the situation. Yeah, Congratulations, right. maybe? No, but... it were in order, I guess. I don't know. Ruined the whole thing for everybody. Uh. Yeah, that's like back whenever they used to allegedly use uh, those big fake penises. Oh, yeah, the Wizenator. Oh, fake yeah. dongs. Classic Wizenator. Big fake dongs, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I heard of other people having somebody in the locker room thinking about trying to do that and the entire process of how that would work out. They've gone very next generation with those things. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's like some remote, there's some remote operatives yeah. in that uh-huh. thing yeah. to really look alive. <laughs> yeah, really get the job done. <laughs> from yeah. what I heard. That one actually from what I heard. The Visine one as well, too, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course. Toothpaste bottle. The next batch of people, from what I heard, that had to go in there with, and tried to do the Visine thing, they had not gotten a heads up. None of us had gotten a heads up that things had changed. So from what I heard, uh, and by us, I mean them, the person right. who told the story. Sure. I'm, I'm quoting the person. So they go in there, Visine. This thing has worked for years, you know, at said place, allegedly. Go in there, put it in. Turn around, hand the pee. 
Oh, pee's not warm enough, said the... Uh, oh, no. The, uh, the piss testing. Mm-hmm. Gotta go again. Oh, I can't pee. Uh, I, I don't know how that would happen. You know, that's weird. <laughs> so then that person would... Uh, that person allegedly potentially ran around said facility to find somebody that could potentially, you know, generate yes. some non-pregnant, non-positive right. uh, urine. Was able to do so. Go back down there. This is not warm. Had to run the whole gamut again. Turns out they knew the whole game. Yeah, <laughs> they caught on. Turns out they knew the whole game. Uh-huh. That first class of people that had to take that group of testing of a non that had to be the worst morning of oh, their life. Nightmare. That had to be the worst mornings of their life. I my friend who told me that story allegedly woke up with like 15 text messages. It was like code red, dude. Yeah. The game has changed. <laughs> code red. <laughs> You guys need to start finding mushrooms because they, they're not spinal tapping anybody, uh-huh. I don't think. It was a wild. It was a wild. Jesus. From what I heard. Yeah, from what I heard. Yeah. Through the wire. I got tested 207 times, I think, over 27 months with the NFL Substance of Abuse uh, program. Got pretty good at it, I assume. Yeah, I'm pretty solid pissing right in front of a dude <laughs> in random bathrooms and hotels. I, I think at a gas station one time I got tested. Mm. That was awesome. <laughs> We had to get the key, like you know, uh, you ever been in one of those? Like oh, yeah. wooden block. Yeah, I had to get the key. Mm-hmm. Me and this dude <laughs> walk in, the get the key. Yeah, have to go out, open it up. We go into a little room right next to like a little ice uh, refrigerator, sure. basically. Mm-hmm. Have to sign all these paperwork, and then he walks out of there, and then I walk out of there. They had to think, oh, those two dudes. What the <laughs> yeah. hell? What the hell's is, going on? Here? Those two dudes just fucked each other. <laughs> yeah. <out. laughs> Turns out, no, I wasn't able to do really any of that <laughs> or anything. I was just sitting there, two hundred and sometimes I was pissing in front of a guy. That was insane. That's so many. It's enough for a lifetime. It was a lot. It's the reason why they don't get any. That's why nobody gets out of the substance abuse program. But there's no way I'll stay in that thing for no. my entire career. I wasn't even allowed to look at anything, basically. Smoked spice for like three months. That was bad. Yeah. That, was, that was terrible. <laughs> I, was rolling, I was rolling spice blunts at one point. I can't imagine there you that. Go. It was pretty sweet. Those blunts were pretty sweet looking, though, weren't they? Nick? Yeah, then you became a uh, gateway drug. Oh, I'll try this stuff. It's try pretty this. good. Well, I wanted, you know, I like the community. Yeah. Join yeah, in. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I like the community. Well, you want me to be alone? Yeah, some for everybody. I don't want to be alone. That stuff. It was wild times. 27 months. I couldn't talk to anybody. Couldn't do anything. Yeah. Hey, what are you guys doing tonight? Uh... Same thing we did right before you got arrested, man. Or... <laughs> okay. Right, Drink well. pretty heavily. I can't hear you, Nick. I got to fix these things. <laughs> What'd you say? Just drinking pretty heavily. Yeah. Sounds like fun, man. I'll sit here in my house, I guess. I bought every single video game console. Nice. Uh-huh. I assumed I'll just get addicted to one of these. Yeah, Everybody sure. does. Never did. Never caught on. Fucking one time, each of them. Hated it. <laughs> Play Call of Duty on Xbox, got killed 45 times in like two minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's tough. This is terrible. I hate mm-hmm. this. So I just started tweeting. It's basically what I did today. Yeah, yeah. Worked out. Hey, so shout out to that. Yeah, shout, shout out to Twitter. Anyways, the drug testing policy, I, I just think we should have a little bit more, um, I don't want to say sympathy for the players, but I do believe there should be an understanding that the FDA process is not necessarily a firm science on what is and what is not in supplements in guys do potentially try to take some pre-workout or some if there is a little recovery thing in there. And I, I believe the Colts uh, training room used to tell me, if it works, probably can't take it. <laughs> okay, 
So that was very nice. That was very, very, that was very good to hear. The NFL had an agreement with some supplement company. They had this one, uh, it was such a big deal. It was honestly became such a big deal because guys were failing and they had no idea. So the NFL would used to uh, certify some supplement companies. And then there was even like an app where the NFL had this supplement app that we would open and then we'd scan the QR code on the supplement and it would either give you a green or a red. But then obviously that just became whichever companies would give money to right. the NFL became in there. So the players are immediately like, well, fuck this. We're not getting any money from these people. Yeah. So we're not going to do this. Well, these are the safe ones. It's like, well, this is actual oatmeal. This is, yeah. not, this is not like any supplement at all. Like, what are we even doing here? So it has been something that I think they've tried to fix. But the standard rule of thumb from the NFL is uh, you know what you put in your body and you will be held accountable for it. It's mm-hmm. like, well, sometimes we don't. So I just tried to look up real quick uh, a little bit on the HGH testing. If you just Google NFL HGH testing, there aren't even articles from the past three years. The only stuff is coming out from 2011 when they talked about it in 2014 when it was actually in the CBA and they were doing the tests. Also, the synthetic levels that they test for are only testable for the first 48 hours. So it's very easily maneuvered around if you're using Yeah, so nobody's ever going to test positive for HGH. No. Yeah, impossible. In HGH, you can be on all the time. Like, it's not something, it's not like a steroid where you have to cycle off. Like, you can be on HGH your whole life. What's the, so what's the downside of it? It also grows like cancerous tumors in your, tumors in your body or something. Yeah, like that, right? everything, literally everything in and on your body grows. Like, your feet grow, your head grows, like, everything grows. So, if you don't continue it or stop after a certain amount of time, your body, it's... What's it, the downfall? Like, your joints, obviously? There has to be yeah. some sort of... <laughs> I mean, you gotta get new shoes. Is there any... Yeah. There's there's new wardrobe? wardrobe. New yeah, wardrobe. Right. None of your shoes are gonna Big fit. Ears. Bigger hat size. <laughs> yeah. Big hat size. Yeah. Bigger earmuffs. I have a massive head to begin with. Could you imagine this block? <laughs> yeah. It'd be a ten and a half. Yeah. It'd be it's like those, those like toy hats, the joke ones. <laughs> what does it do to my knees? Does it make them better? Am I going right back into the NFL immediately? <laughs> I'm on HH. Oh, I'm joking. It's a rib. It's a rib. Sounds like you're playing tight end if you're coming back. Huh? How about it? What if I am? I can grow to six four. Six four? I was just gonna say, we're fucking small forward. <laughs> we are not in the game of advocating for HGH. We're just explaining the Performance enhancing mm-hmm. drug process. This is how say the, one of the biggest cons is the risk of cancer. Um, they have to have something though to fight against it. And then yeah. Oh, you can get cancer. All right. Hip, knee, and joint okay. pain. That's pretty much it's gone. It. Oh, so I'm gonna have knee pain, or I'm not because I already got that. If you have scoliosis, it makes it worse. Really? I'm actually reading an article here. It slows aging as well. Wow. Hell yeah. But it, speeds up death. No. And no, high cholesterol. That's not what they're saying. What, it will make my cholesterol higher? Yeah, risk of... Can't be on keto and Increased risk of diabetes. So this is what AJ's on. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of bodybuilders, as crazy as this sounds, take insulin. What does that mean? Like it's for diabetics, but a lot of actual bodybuilders take insulin. Because they have such a high cholesterol to. diet? It Insulin makes you absolutely jacked, but there, every time you take it, there is a possibility that you could die. Oh, every time? Insulin does? You have to have, like, a watcher. Like, this is for bodybuilders. This is for those dudes on the Explore page that pop up, and yeah. I'm like, what is that? There's yeah. a lot of... How do they go about their day-to-day? Are they able to walk? They don't. No, their no. day sucks. No. Insulin's like putting a little fucking ketchup on your tremblone sandwich. 
uh, I'd say a lot more than ketchup, my friend. Like hot sauce, relish. Yeah. How often do you take it? Like once a month? I don't know the full thing. I think it's every other day. I imagine probably HGH is every day, right? Gumpy, you know a lot about this. You didn't know a lot about this. Gumpy's head used to be four times bigger. <laughs> <laughs> he has an entire other wardrobe. He has four X Gumpy. Yeah. Yeah. Two closets. His entire team. We've yeah. seen the Gorilla Squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got big necks and heads. Yeah, they were all yoked up. They got a, hey, what is this closet over here? Oh, that's whenever we become, you yeah, know. That's my cycle closet, actually. <laughs> whenever I'm starting one, I know I got to start wearing these clothes. <laughs> this is the orangutan one. Mm-hmm. This is the everyday one. All right, depending upon where we want to go. That's got to be what AJ's on. We'll ask him. That would explain yeah. his massive forehead. Yeah. True. Yeah. I mean, Bob Carpenter, I saw him repping out 315, so I assume he and AJ are just... Yeah, but Bob's actually doing commercials for one of these companies, right? Didn't, didn't we see him? He, do- he's, yeah. he's pushing oh, testosterone yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to out him on the show because I wanted him to say it, but he didn't really say it. He said, yeah, I'm trying to be my best self or something <laughs> like that. But I saw the commercial, right? He's they pushing- literally showed a bottle of testosterone and him working out. That, that was the commercial. He's oh, getting out of Nugenics? No, With I think Frank he's creating his own. And what's the uh, other one? TRT, right? That's TRT. another massive. That's one. that's basically what he's promoting. So you you get your blood tested, and then you take however much testosterone oh, for yeah. your age to keep you at the right levels. Can't oh, because it declines. Hey, by the way, I feel like that's the Can't one. Wait. Isn't that the one? That one's better than the HGH one. Am I growing cancer from the TRT one or no? Uh, anything like TRT, you can be on forever, but HGH is the same thing. Like HGH and testosterone is like. Mega the the combo. The that's the mecca. that's the holy grail. Both those together oh. will keep you young forever. Fountain of youth. Yeah. Until your heart explodes. Yeah. yeah. No, because the TRT gets you at the level that you're supposed yeah. to be. Like yeah. you can have heart problems Allegedly. if you have low testosterone as well. And then the HGH just yeah. sends you off a cliff. Me. Well, I don't know if it actually kills you. I think it just makes you bigger, so you might wobble. Oh, okay. <laughs> you might wobble off the <laughs> okay. cliff. Okay. But anyways, DeAndre Hopkins wasn't on any of that. No, he wasn't. No, no, well, he we wasn't. don't know, actually. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Hopefully not. The more he learns, the more we'll find out. Uh, John Lynch says he expects Debo to remain with the San Francisco 49ers despite him wanting to be traded. He broke that news on KNBR. Hell yeah. Home of... The Bone. That's right, over there in San Francisco. <laughs> I think it's the same radio station nice. that we recorded Bravo. from. Bleacher Report quotes John from KNBR uh, that he expects Debo to remain with the team even though his trade request, Lynch believes any issues between the sides can be ironed out. We kind of felt that same way when we heard Debo talking about it in Miss Precious's video. Mm-hmm. And in that video, you know, he was chatting allegedly with AJ Brown, and allegedly this was them. We can't say for certainty, but felt like it was. Didn't seem like there was real beef between Debo and the Niners. That's why I think every person that has any inside information on it at all has said, they think they'll be able to work this out. Hey, money has a way of figuring things out. Respect and conversation have a way of figuring things out. Debo and the Niners, with two years left on his deal, everybody assumes is going to get figured out. The other part of Miss Precious's video that we heard, if it is truly them, was A.J. Brown talking about his situation with the Tennessee Titans, where in that video, it allegedly is A.J. Brown stating that they only offered him 20, even though they know that he can get 25 somewhere else. Now reports are coming out that the Titans only offered A.J. 16. Million, and he would have said he said that if they would have offered him 22, he would have stayed, which is why AJ Brown tweeted and said, This ain't my fault. Okay, mm-hmm. this is not my fault. Uh, Ari Mirov at My Sports Update of Pro Football Focus tweets AJ Brown told um, Todd Davenport, Yeah, sure, Todd Thomas, 
Todd sounds Tim? right. Terry? Ty, maybe? Tanya. Oh. Tara? <laughs> Tehran. Teron Davenport underscore NFL at okay. T Davenport underscore NFL that the Titans contract extension offer was for 16 million per season with incentives that could get up to 20. Uh, Brown says he would have stayed if they offered him 22 million. This was not my fault. Directly from the source, AJ Brown told to get to 22. He sticks around or they would have kept it at 22. Mm. He sticks around. They did not. That's a going uh, rate for wide receiver these days. And we've talked about the last few, you know, I guess weeks. There's going to be teams that decide to pay a vet and there's going to be teams that don't want to pay a vet and want to go with a younger route in hopes of finding the next vet that's going to get paid somewhere else. I'll be intrigued to see who ends up winning this whole thing. Do teams that pay the veteran wide receiver and get them on the team, you know, and let him do his thing. Odell Beckham Jr. to the Rams. Win a Super Bowl. Antonio Brown Gronk with the Buccaneers win a Super mm-hmm. Bowl. But, so this is going to be two different narratives, I think, as we build teams going forward. Well, and it feels like if the Niners were going to trade him, they would have done what the Titans did, right? And move him on draft night. And then, you know, get a guy who hopefully can do something similar or at least produce something. Because the fact that they didn't trade him on draft night to get some sort of, you know, wide receiver that they know they're going to have for the next four years like the Titans did makes me think now too they're not going to trade him before the season for next year's draft pick as soon as we found out he had two years left on his deal we all said oh he's not going anywhere right <clears throat> because it's not even like they can make up the excuse of oh at least we're getting something from him and not losing him or whatever well when you say that you're immediately just ruling out him being on the field for your team which is a massive massive upside but i think he has two years left on his deal soon like 6.8 or something like that and like seven million dollars <laughs> or something that is nowhere near at the point where the Niners need to make a deal, and they know that. And he can't hold out with the new CBA. They know that. Debo hopefully gets paid. We hope he gets all his money. But the Niners have all the control, as is as is what every single insider has said since the beginning of this whole thing started out. I think he only has one year left. He does. He does. Okay. Before his fi- – because he doesn't have a fifth-year option because he's a second-round pick. He has, uh, he's getting paid 4.9 this year. I can't remember who does that 6.8. Oh, Darren nine. Waller. That's oh, yeah, right. Darren yeah, had that's two right. years left on yeah. his deal. Yeah, that's right. There's numbers. no way to know. Debo's not like that. So I was completely wrong with everything I just said for the last two minutes. <laughs> but it's, I mean, but it still is the same case for even one year. Like if you're going to have Debo Samuel and you're going to, you know, bring back Jimmy G possibly for another year, like you might as well just say, all right, we'll we'll try again with this team who just went to the NFC Championship, and then if it doesn't work out and we can't re-sign Debo next off season, then at least we have a rookie QB on a contract, and you don't have to pay for Jimmy. I'm bot done with people saying at least we get something from him because we're not able to pay him yeah. like he's a football player you're yeah. getting football plays from him for mm-hmm. another year and also in that year maybe relationships get better mm-hmm. maybe you figure out how to negotiate a longer deal now the player isn't going to want that they're going to want to get paid before the season even starts but i think you're going to continue to see teams say like no 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 we can figure this out let's go we can go one more year here well in terms of to your point about like paying a veteran like both aj brown and debo and why this is so weird is like yeah they're they've been in league, but these guys are still ex- like very young and they've they're proven they've both went to pro bowls like so it's are you trading off like you know you don't want to pay that guy but it's like the guy you're bringing in a you don't know if he's going to be as good as aj brown or debo is and b what is he he's three years younger like how it's not like these guys are going to be 30 and 31 years old you but know? 20 million dollars cheaper two years from now yeah mm-hmm. which is a lot of money to save on the cap even though we don't know where the cap's going to be jim ursay said yesterday we need more money yeah 
need more money. And Brandon Bean said the cap actually should be around about 218, 220. We're actually below uh -huh. where we thought it was going to be. So that's affected us a little bit. Bean, by the way, was awesome yesterday. Yeah, he's he's, he's aggressive, too. Yeah. He knows it. He knows he's aggressive. He loves that he's aggressive. And he's got his team to the right spot. Let's get to a break. On the other side, we'll answer some phone calls on the 5 Hour Energy phone line. Can't wait to chat with Yins out there. Thank you all so much for all the love yesterday. I took another trip around the fire and sky. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 35. Here we are. President. Yeah. Is it 35 or 36? 35. 35. I hope the something season's still going on. <laughs> That's what I said. No, we put it on delay. That would have to be something where I would have to go learn a lot. Nah. Yeah. Would have to. Because I stay out of all that shit so much that I would have to go learn the lay of the land a little bit. Uh, I'd probably have to disappear for a few years to do that. You could go to the school of Dewey Johnson, though, and just... Well, I'd certainly try to learn from Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, obviously. I, mean. I would have to go, like, intern, though, for, like, a senator to see how shit mm -hmm. gets... You know, I'd have to do all that shit. Yeah, right. I mean, or you could just bring in Gonzo. I think it's quite aggressive to try to just become president when you know about uh, part of politics yeah. surround, your, <laughs> surround your cabinet with uh, people who know. President seems like the worst job of all time. By far. I guess people love it just because they like power and they like the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Man, those are tough decisions. I don't know. If I think every day is a tough decision. Yeah. I mean, do you do you want to age 40 years in four years? That's basically like the question. I do believe there has to be younger people in charge, though. You do get a chef, though. No offense to all the olds that I every once in a while see speak on TV. Yeah, and I know you've lived through a lot, so that is certainly something, but... I mean, we're changing. The world's changing a lot. Personally, I, think, yeah, I would prefer the the hard decisions that Jim Mersey has to make versus the hard decisions that a president has to make. That's right. I'm gonna try to become an owner of a team. Okay. Yeah, there let's, you go. Let's go ahead and just take that off. We'll the pivot. Okay. okay. You can come back to that in 25 years, 30 sure. years. Well, by the way, still gonna have to disappear for a while and learn a lot. Of it. Yeah. Sure. I don't know shit about fucking that world, other than the fact that everybody yells at everybody. Yeah. And you can become Gonzo and be hated by everybody. True. Bingo. Quickly. If you don't play your cards right. <laughs> you don't play your cards right. You, can be hated. you don't even have your team on your no, side. No, that's right. Your team hates you automatically. Yeah. Hey, I hope you're all right, Gonzo. Hey, good luck, good luck Gonzo. Gonzo. Hey, Thinking way, about you. I'm saying we hope you're all right, Gonzo. Just pissed off everybody. That's yeah. right. And that's what politics can do to you. <laughs> exactly. No way would I ever do that. This is the age, though, that I could. So congrats to anybody else to turn this age. You might go on B. Go get them. Good luck out there. Give them hell. Let me know if you need anything. I'm going to be trying to build a stadium. <laughs> Today, Tone Diggs and Boston Connor have joined an alliance <laughs> in being two grade A dickheads uh -huh. with tinfoil caps on. That's yep. right. As usual. Somebody just tweeted at the group because I believe you two are spinning up conspiracy Bullshit All on this said, program. Personal decisions. We ain't getting no fucking jazz. Yeah, yeah I ain't, <laughs> we ain't spinning shit up. We All just right. staying with Beth and Augie. All right. <laughs> Listen. Okay. There's no reason to even dive into that, but I will let the person know that sent that tweet. Got a pretty good pop out of me and Ty. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty, good good, pretty good pop out of me and Ty uh, for the burial of those two over there. Support the troops. And by the way, they're... <laughs> so I'm trying right. to do. Hey. Okay. Support the goddamn troops. Okay. They're growing weed out there in Colorado. Yeah, that's right. American Eight, dream. 8.8 acres down there in the valley, Beth said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good They're living the dream. They looked into the bank and they said, you know what? Fuck it. We don't even got to do this Let's anymore. Go. Let's go to Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. And sell weed.
Hey, congrats, Beth and Augie. Yeah, thank you, Beth and Augie. It's fucking awesome. Now, joining us is a man who we believe is on massive amounts of human growth hormone. Yep. We figured that out in the first hour <laughs> as we were talking about the news that broke of DeAndre Hopkins being suspended for six games because he somehow took a supplement or something that he did not know would fail a test that happened in November. Joining us now, an expert on all these things, ladies and gentlemen, Super Bowl champion, college football national champion, a man that ran a 4-4 jumped 40-some inches, played a massive amount of years in the NFL, never missed a game, even had torn pecs and and calves and just battled through. All-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, A.J. Hawk. AJ, were you just eating HGH, dude? So what'd you what'd you figure out in the first hour that you just told me? Well, so this is what happened, AJ. We were. I was ch- unable to see it. Unfortunately, a lot of times I do get to see at least a good chunk of it. I didn't see any of the first hour, so this should be fun. I'm gonna be honest. Maybe our worst 22 minutes of ever recorded conversation. Uh huh. Very boring. There the was first 22. No, it was it was like the middle 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 twenty two. Yeah. Ten, like, ten to fourteen on. Ten to thirty two. Uh started talking about DeAndre Hopkins, obviously suspended six games. He said he goes with a very holistic approach. So he was very surprised and shocked, basically, when a November test came back positive. That obviously led to me saying, Well, that's a bummer, obviously, for Arizona. Uh DeAndre, if he was actually surprised and he took a supplement and there was something in there that he didn't know that wasn't on the bottle. This is something that happens throughout the history of the NFL. A lot of guys say they didn't know, and honestly, I I think a lot of guys don't know because there's no FDA real regulations on explaining what exactly is in every single uh, supplement. Now, follow up. I've gotten a text from Alan Quay Shipley that basically said there are two stamps, I guess, that are on uh, supplements that the NFL says is good. It's like a uh, EGIS. NSF certified used to be. I don't know if it still is. NSF uh, NSF certified. You can also use an app called EGIS Shield that will tell you if it's certified first sport. Uh, uh, and people that use supplements that aren't on there are really rolling the dice, is what AQ says, because the FDA doesn't go through it. But a lot of people say those supplements that aren't on that thing are the only ones that work. But then I was told by the training room, literally, if it works, you're probably not allowed to take it. That was kind (laughs) of my entire process with being welcomed into the NFL performance-enhancing drugs situation. And then that led to a whole conversation about what guys do in other sports and the loops that people jump through to get this done. And then we landed on HGH and how that became something the NFL started testing for through blood, but there was no baseline. And we started listing off all the positives. And then we heard a negative, I guess, cancer grows. And then we went, oh, AJ Hawk takes HGH. So that is how we got to there. Now that we are here, do you have anything to comment on? No, but when you do look at what it can do, it absolutely sounds like the fountain of youth. So I understand when guys were trying to get on it. Now, it is something I absolutely, in my future, the future looks bright for HGH. I don't know when that moment may come. I don't know. Do- I need to talk to some doctors. But doesn't it sound like, oh, yes. yeah, why shouldn't we all do this? AJ, I was talking about how when that HGH not that long ago was just something that was kind of talked about as like a myth almost. Like uh, other, I think the only people that knew about it were old, incredibly rich whites, right? And they were all and just- actors. Actors have probably been on this game for a while that are that are cutting up for for uh, roles. Yeah. Yes, this was something that was very exclusive for a long time. Even NFL guys, I don't think, had heard about it because whenever it was getting introduced into the locker room, I guess like 10, 11, 12, 15 years ago, it was being chatted about as like, oh my God, this thing that's out there somewhere. And I remember saying alongside a lot of my teammates, like, 
hey, as soon as I retire, I'm fucking on that shit. Like, I, when you hear this stuff, you everything gets bigger. You get more uh, agile. Everything gets faster. You recover quicker. Your mind's clearer. Your eyes get better, they say. Your hand-eye coordination's better. Uh, your cancer tumors do grow, though. All right, that is something. So you're going to have to go do that. I'm like, I'm getting on that thing as soon as I can. It's not that easy to find, I don't think, at this point. Honestly, I don't think it's that easy to find. But I've had the same conversation as you. Why aren't we all taking this? They can't. I don't think they can test for it. I honestly don't think they can test for it. Nobody's ever tested positive for it. And we might be in a generation where guys don't want to shoot themselves up with anything. But honestly, the HGH feels like the only answer if you're going to take something. Not that you should. All the other stuff with supplements is very real, though. That's not FDA regulated, right? No, supplements are not, but that's another whole can of worms you could open with with Connor and Diggs if you want to talk about FDA regulating things. But mm-hmm. when it comes to tainted supplements, what was that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What was that? Uh, the oxy, dope sick, uh, yeah. yeah, dope sick, oxycontin, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the FDA fucking yeah, they got it passed, and then that guy who worked for the FDA went to work. Hey, they killed it. a lot of my friends, man. Just one of that like. A lot of people I know yeah. that fucking thing did. But you're right. Let's assume they do more good than bad, though. Let's assume. Let's hope. Oh, yeah, but they, they came, I don't know when they came out with the websites and they said, hey, if you have something that you're questioning that you want to take, you got to call you call these people. They will let you know. Like, you to certify something, it has to be made, like, in a facility that has never had a banned substance, like, made there. That's the thing. Like, they've had remnants. Oh, they didn't clean out their, their huge tubs. What they made before this batch of protein powder was banned when if you're an NFL guy. So, like, things like that can happen. I don't think it happens real often. Um, but, yeah, it's just – I don't know how anyone really gets away with it in the NFL. I don't know what they're doing. HGH is a different story. Like, they started blood testing for it however many years ago. No one's ever been popped for it. Are they still even testing? Hey, do you remember when they were trying to figure out if they could even test for it? The NFLPA was like, well, what's the baseline? What are you even testing off of? That was like a two-year fight, I think, wasn't it? Do you remember that the same way as It was a huge fight, yeah. And there were people were like, they're not taking blood from me. Like, I'm not doing that. And then we, they negotiated. They test a certain amount of people, like, per month or week. And I haven't heard anyone pop for it. That's because I don't think. There's no baseline. And when will there ever, I mean. So how do you know if it's, how does anyone know? Bro, and why, are, why isn't everybody on HGH? Why isn't the whole world I just prescribed HGH? If it makes everything grow, you don't want it to make your cancerous cells grow too, right? Yeah, but could that have just been the thing they threw in on the end of it because everybody heard how good it was? It was like, yeah, but could get cancer. You know, like, yeah, it could get cancer Let's regardless. get Dr. Drew on here. Uh, well, last time we had him on here, his entire <laughs> fucking doctor. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to make him at the beginning, if we do have him on again, I'm going to have to make him rattle off all of his degrees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I had to do the last time. I felt like I was like trivializing him so much. Like, I am so sorry to be doing this to you, but like, you're an actual doctor, right? Yeah, he loved that, actually. He was like, thank you for letting me at least lay out my accolades and degrees because people don't believe I'm a doctor. And what were you, a supplement guy, though? You were a big supplement guy. You took pre-workout. Obviously, we saw you on that Onnit stuff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You had to look into all of that, right? Yeah, I, I, was, uh, I, I never was like a crazy supplement guy. I went Bullshit. through like phases. In college, NO Explode made a good run. Yeah. Uh, that was the pre-workout goldmine for a long time. Then I ended up quitting that during college. That Stuff was like killing that people, right? NO Explode what? was killing people? No, that was uh, like the uh, few or different weird drinks were killing people too. The, it, it had um, what's it called? Ephedra. Ephedra got banned. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ephedra was the only thing that was really working, right? That was the thing that people were actually losing weight and everything like that. But it was potentially killing you. I what think so, yeah. too. What was it? Hydroxycut. Yeah. Oh yeah. I used to go on a hydroxycut six day cleanse, like really before training camp. Yeah. When I come back, I'd be like, all right, I'm going into isolation mode. And it was almost like zero brawn 30 does. Uh-huh. I'm going in isolation mode. I'm taking hydroxycut. Nobody called me. Nobody talked to me. I need to Did lose. Did it work? Yeah, every year. It's how I came back into camp. I mean, 
I think I started out seasons pretty well. <laughs> but yeah, I had to stop taking it because it was doing something terrible to people. I guess everything does something terrible to people inevitably, but you're right. The the NO Explode era was awesome. What was that next one? There was another one that came, like muscle. There was a creatine era. Like creatine was right before NO Explode. I mean, I'm sure creatine's still big. I don't know. Um, what'd you say? Muscle muscle milk or whatever? No, there was a red. The, the, um, Corey Gregory started it. What was the it? Red, oh, the red The red tub was NO Explode. Mm-hmm. Muscle Farm. Didn't Muscle Farm become a big deal? They're, they're uh, black and yellow. They're like logo. Yeah, it's the Ohio dude. Yes, that Ohio dude, but he sold it, I think. Remember, it took over there for like yeah. two, three years. And I think that was a bunch of pre-workout that people were taking. But John Jones was sponsored by Muscle Farm and kept testing positive. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> so what are you saying? They're, they, <laughs> Muscle Farm got a bad name for a bit because of that. Dude, the supplement. Or, or it makes it better because if I'm – if I'm Bill, casual fan watching, and I have a normal job, and I hear John Jones test positive and say, "Oh man, these Muscle Farm has banned sub- banned substances," mm-hmm. I'd say, "Yes, this final, this may work for me." AJ, let's just say you have had friends that have tried banned uh, supplements. Okay, have you? Have I had friends? You mean like while playing in the NFL? Just people that you know. In general, I definitely have. There's there's definitely people that I have suspected for sure, and I've seen. Guys have weird injuries as well at times when I've suspected things and them doing stuff and talked to different coaches and strength coaches about it. Yeah, I think it's a tough world to jump into, man. There's no, as Tim Ferriss says, there's no biological free rides. Like there's consequences for everything you do. Yeah, there is always a ripple effect. And, you know, the injuries do become a bit more catastrophic when guys are on stuff. Entire muscles just pop off. And it's like, all right, we have to rebuild an entire thing. I was telling the boys earlier, it wasn't like an open conversation in the locker room, I don't think. I wasn't a part of anywhere. Anybody, like in the NFL, it is not a cool thing to be somebody that's on PEDs. Like in the NFL, it's not considered a cool thing. I don't know anybody. I don't know one player. I played 11 years. I never heard anyone even talk about in a serious manner they were taking something they would joke Agreed. about oh yeah you're, you're juicing like talking to people no one ever like sat around oh man i gotta like what would you even say i don't i can't imagine them any locker room where that would happen what's that movie the um program the program yeah the program i guess painted an image obviously that it's potentially like that and then i think people saw that the mlb was like that and then you see the nfl guys are bigger stronger faster and they hit people i think people assume that it's a little bit like more into the culture and everything it is in my experience it was not now, now granted there were people definitely on shit like we assume people were people on assume shit. everybody in the nfl is i've said this to you before like people that watch the nfl they assume 100 percent of the players or maybe well, they probably think a couple kickers are not on stuff like they just assume everybody's doing it what's that about? Well, i wasn't one of them go ahead Connor. wasn't it a packers like number one overall pick lineman i feel like that's the only one i can like tony mandrich tony mandrich yeah, yeah that was yeah. doing it but it was completely alone he was like in the bathroom before did he end practices. up a cult was he a cult at some point uh, yeah. yeah yeah drafted by he played pretty well for the colts yeah i think he's like He's been around for the Colts. I've seen him in a locker room, I think, as a Colt, as a member of the Colts. It's like a 30 for 30. That's the only reason I know anything about it because he like, He was also on pills. Yeah, too. He, he was, was on everything. addicted to Oxycontin. And- I think the most recent person, and I assume this guy's a really good guy. I only got a chance to meet him one time. Like Cushing was almost, right? Cushing was talked about. As he, had a couple, he had a couple of times he had to sit out some games, I think. Yeah. Well, he, now he's a strength coach, though. Yeah, I mean, he's a monster. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And he's an absolute beast. He told the story before the punter that filled in for me the night that i was suspended after my alleged event that led me into that 207 different things he killed that man i mean he that dude punted (laughs) one and he was jogging down to like do a fake cover and cushing i mean a good 50 yard lead up you're not allowed to do that anymore are you nah punter is not 
uh, he's a uh, what's that called? Protected, protected. Mm-hmm. protect defenseless the punter. Yeah, I think that was potentially on the punters. Uh, well, it's against the Browns there. But I think he had the same look on the punter that particular evening. That guy was dead. They had to shoot him up at halftime, I believe. He he was not necessarily looking forward to get back out onto the field. He had to kick off, too. Wasn't a natural kickoff guy. I think he was not necessarily thrilled to be there. And I was sitting at home watching in my living room. I'm like, well, thank fucking God Cushion didn't do that. (laughs) Thank God. I was very appreciative of that. He was an animal, though. There's not a lot of other guys that are around the NFL. No, I mean, back in the day, they they used to not. I don't. I think early '90s. I talked to a lot of guys that played that were coaching, and they were like, "If they had it, I took it." That's what they would tell me. They said they didn't test for it. Who was that? Who was that? Late I, late '80s, I think it was. Uh, different. A lot of. I think we know who that we was. Yeah. Voice. Rest in yeah. peace, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That was not KG. I would have gone full KG voice if I did. <laughs> a lot of uh, big meatball linemen, because they said, "Hey, the, all the D linemen are jacked up. They're monsters. Like, I got to do something." Man, that's a different era now. I think this younger generation is not taking anything. I think they don't. They don't want it. I think they're avocado. They just have too many coaches surrounding them on their outside. They were chiropractor, my life coach, my mental coach, my brand manager, my assistant. Like that's the that's the biggest problem now, probably. Yeah, steroids would take out at least four or five of them. Chiropractor yeah. gone. Yep, no, the psychologist yeah. gone. Don't need them. Spiritual guy. Spiritual. Don't need them. <laughs> I think this is a little bit more healthy, honestly. But there is a lot of voices around people. It seems like a lot of voices around people. These everybody, especially now. Think of the NIL stuff. Like people get. Oh, I know high school kids it. can get paid in Ohio now. I am so pumped up for these kids in college right now. Somebody tweeted, uh, draft night. Jonathan Jones. Jonathan Jones tweeted, ain't none of these kids crying. Ain't none of them crying. They're all losing money from these NIL deals coming into the draft. You know, it used to be like, you get drafted, oh my God, not only are my dreams coming true, I get to play professional football, but also money is finally coming, or a sense of money, a good, great money is coming to my family. He said, none of these dudes are crying because... There's multi-million dollar offers going out to guys right now. I am so fucking pumped for them. This kid Addison out of the University of Pittsburgh just won the Blitnikoff or whatever. is the best wide receiver in football with Kenny Pickett throwing him to rock all season long. He entered the transfer portal. Allegedly, uh, Colin Cowherd, shout out to Colin Cowherd, via Tim Cates here. Shout out to Tim Cates. He's being offered like $3 million to go to USC with Lincoln Riley. So this dude is in Pittsburgh winning the Blitnikoff. Having the best year of any wide receiver or whatever. Absolute stud. Kenny Pickett goes. He no longer has his quarterback. And now he potentially gets $3 million to go live in Los Angeles, where all the stars are with Lincoln Riley. And that offense is going to be wide open. And he's becoming a multimillionaire. Get the fuck. I'm fucking out of there. (laughs) I am out of there. I know I assume Pitt tried to match at least a little bit of this. But if this is happening for Mr. Addison, congrats to him. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine what's happening to quarterbacks that are absolute studs. Yeah. Pat Narduzzi. He's not happy about this. He called Lincoln. He said, hey, Lincoln, I know we got your quarterback starting for us now, okay? I know that we're using USC starter last year for this. Well, this is a little tampering. Ain't they even fucking tampering with my guys offering them three, $3 million, Lincoln? $3 million is probably what Narduzzi's saying. And Lincoln's like, you just fucking wait. Did you see the uh, academic scandals? You know how much money some of these boosters are paying for get their dumbass kids into yeah. our school? You know how much they're going to pay to get fucking players into the school? We got $5 million signing bonuses on goddamn deck, Narduzzi. USC's coming back. The Trojans are filling up the fucking Coliseum, so why don't you eat shit? And Addison looked at Coach Narduzzi. He's like, 
He's right. He's yeah. making good points. All right. <laughs> and with that being said, I'd like three and a half million, and I'm on my way to L.A. to go amongst the human feces mm -hmm. in the great fucking USC football. I mean, good for him. Good for these dudes. That's a lot of money, though. That's a ton of money. I wasn't thinking about the transfer portal like this where you can recruit guys the way that were, oh, hey, I was the best receiver in all of college football, and I'm going to transfer and get a three to three and a half million dollar bonus. Like, that's crazy. Dude, I'm hitting the streets. If I am a sophomore oh. stud. Oh. Free agency. Oh. That's what it is. Hey, I might come back. Hey, listen. Hey, 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 I'm going to. Old heads, old whites are going to hate this. Oh, my God, are people going to hate this. And there's going to be a lot of players that are going to think they'll go in the transfer portal and $3 million will be there for them, and there won't be. Hey, nobody cares about you. Most, but, most people, it's not going to be there. Yes, that's going to happen, which is going to cause a lot of problems and development and growth of teams because somebody who thinks they're a starter but they're a backup will never really get calloused enough to have to work through being a backup and going through the whole process, and that might make them even better. So there are a lot of downsides to the transfer portal, but if guys are hopping in there and getting $3 million offers fucking more power to them man this feels like almost like the nfl with florida and california where it's like okay yeah you could play a pit but you could also go down to miami get paid probably either the same most likely more money than you would be getting paid in pit and you live in fucking miami and it's the same exact thing with la like remember when caleb williams during uh right after the college football season i think it was like eastern michigan or something they're like hey we'll give you a million dollars right now Chuck if you batch. come play yeah mm -hmm. chuck batch that's who it was it was like hey we'll give you a million dollars to come be the quarterback at eastern michigan and, and lincoln then, riley said caleb don't you fucking sign anything <laughs> yeah okay yeah. i'm going to usc and go well, here's the documentary you need to watch okay these rich USC folks were having their dumb fucking kids do photo shoots in the pool to act like they were fucking polo players. <laughs> you are going to be able to get paid whatever you want to come to USC, and that probably happened. It did. We did not disclose his contract details. Let's assume he's got escalators in there to make $5, $10 million at USC next year. Well, I, I also remember there was a video of him walking in and, like, gifting the entire USC men's basketball team with, like, uh, beats – because he's also like a beats athlete. Like he just, so I mean, like, yeah, he's getting paid a decent amount. I Man, think. I am pumped for these kids. Unreal. There's going to be ripple effects. Something bad's going to come from all of this, obviously. Uh, and we're, we'll watch it. We'll keep our yeah. hands around. AJ Hawk would have got so much money. Oh, oh my, my God. God. You would have been so rich, so young. You would have been awesome. You'd been on all the HGH yeah. by like 19. How much is Bob's. Uh company giving out how much is bob's hvac oh, company oh. giving out is that what that is is that a is that a cover a front for him to pay kids his hvac oh man i don't know but they i'm, I'm sure yeah wouldn't you recruit a couple of current players to come out there and stand by the van and, and, and do a little marketing yeah, yeah if you want your fucking heating done right here in fucking columbus <laughs> cj stroud said this yeah. is the company <laughs> absolutely he may be a but it might cost a lot to get cj stroud right now well c and j you know basement they're gonna cost a lot too but they will save you thousands and thousands, thousands and thousands and thousands, thousands, and thousands. thousands. joining us now quality work <laughs> They need to get in on the Ohio State recruiting NIL train. Joining us now is a man who's from the state of Ohio. He's a Stanley Cup champion, so obviously this conversation will veer into the most electrifying playoffs in all of sport, which is the NHL playoffs. He works for the NHL Network and also co-host of That's Hockey Talk every Wednesday night at YouTube.com forward slash That's Hockey Talk with Nick and Bubba Gumpino. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Rapper. What's up, fellas? How are you guys doing? Look at that view, Rob. Huh? Look it's at nice, you. right? Wow. 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 That's nice a view out here. That's out here for game one, covering game one. Uh, Penguins, Rangers in uh, New York tonight. So got down here. We got a nice shot of 
shot of the one of the many bridges down here. Bridge Beautiful city. city. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> most perfect. Most bridges in any city in the world, 146 of them to be exact. 446 of them to be exact. Uh, that water ain't moving. That's a picture. That, Whoa! What is that live? It's moving. I can see it. That's live, man. That's live. Yeah. There's people walking. Yeah, this is a real deal. Oh, real deal here moving. today for you guys, so it's nice. Is it? Hey, thank you. Look, <laughs> Let's take some time to figure we try. it out. We try, you know? Hey, well, Rupp told us he was going to be, hey, I'm going to have a great backdrop, he said. He said he's going to have a river. I'm excited about it. I thought he just went in front of a picture somewhere. Hey, thank you for giving us this beautiful shot. Let's go. The NHL playoffs are taking place. Sidney yeah. Crosby, the GOAT, and the bread man, each going to score a point tonight. That's a super boost right now on FanDuel. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about Ooh. it? What teams are getting hot? Who's the wagon? What should we be looking for, Rupper? Yeah, I like that boost. I like that a lot. Uh, there's, uh, you know, there's been uh, those guys are always going to chip in and, and get some goals here, and both teams rely on them. Uh, yeah, teams that are hot right now, um, man, it's it's tough. I mean, you got the, you got the big dogs that we've been talking about all year, the Florida Panthers, the Colorado Avalanche. But I mean, we're seeing pretty early on in these playoffs that it's a whole new season, man. Anything can happen in these games. So. Um, yeah, I, I think that the hottest teams kind of coming in. I mean, the Minnesota Wild have been unbelievable. They got they got torched last night by St. Louis. So I don't know if if that gave them any momentum going into the playoffs. But uh, we had game ones of all uh, four of the series last night. And we got game ones of the other four series tonight. So uh, it's going to be good, man. I think this is uh, best time of year. And it started off with some fireworks last night. There was some. Uh, some rough play, and um, you know the, the games were kind of all blowouts, though nothing really crazy. But uh, I would expect different moving forward here. Hey, Rupp, when I was a rookie in the NFL preseason, I was like, "Oh my God, this is a fast game! This is a fast game!" I was kicking off, and people were running around me at a very at a high speed, much faster than it was in college. Then we got to the regular season. Whoa, got a little faster. Holy shit! Yeah, we got to the playoffs. Okay, somehow everything's faster, the collisions are bigger. And then I was lucky enough to play in the Super Bowl, and I thought I seen four Camrys hit four Camrys. I mean, people were fucking wide open. The NHL playoffs seem to be much faster than the regular season, although the regular season is electrifying. The NHL playoffs always seem to have electricity in it. It was blowouts, but you're saying there's fights are flying around. Is that a yeah. known thing? You're a Stanley Cup champ. You've been around the playoffs a lot. Is it like, hey, okay, now everything heightens, everybody goes faster? What is it about the playoffs you think that makes everybody better it's so weird too because i think you guys would agree the same thing like in the regular season you're not sitting there you're not putting yourself on uh you're not sitting there saying well i'm gonna i'm gonna hold back like you feel like you're fucking going all in right and i don't know what it is all of a sudden you turn that page in the playoffs and it's a different level man like you're sitting there you're seeing guys play i mean i in my in my years playing i've seen some guys playing through some shit like some like oh, there's a picture of john madden the hockey player if you if you look him up, I guarantee you one of the pictures. He had a he had like a skate cut, like a big C right around his his cheek or his eye, and it was just stitches everywhere. Guys, broken bones, and I don't know. It just kind of gets that out of you, right? It, it's like a different feel. The the other thing too, I think some fans have issues with it, but uh, I love it because I think that's what the playoffs are all about. It's like even if you took a picture of a guy in training camp, I, guys would come into training camp fucking jacked. But after the playoffs, you look at them, they're, they got their cheeks sunken in. They look like they lost 30 pounds. Like, it's just hanging on for dear life. And uh, the rules are a little bit different. And fans, some fans don't like that. But, um, you know, maybe some things that would be called penalties, 
in the regular season aren't going to be called in the playoffs. The referees don't want to make the decisions oh, in the let game the that boys are play. Here we go. Yeah, let the boys play a little bit. So some people get pissed about that because you're going to sit there and be like, all right, player X had fucking 130 points this year, and now in the playoffs he's not on the score sheet. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm being uh, partial because it would even the playing field for guys like me, right? So we can go out there and be difference makers. And it's about what are you going to do to fight through this shit to still score goals? It's not going to be easy. So I, I, I don't know. That's the one thing that always stuck with me in the playoffs. You, you thought you were already at your highest gear, and somehow, some way, shape, or form, you find another one, and it's incredible. It's men's hockey up there. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Rupert, why are there uh, different rules for the playoffs, and what are those rules, and like, when did they, they put those in play? Uh, you know, it's just like the, the ticky-tacky stuff. Uh, in the regular season, like, you might sit there and, I don't know, maybe... Is this, like, in the rule book, or is this unwritten? No, no, no. It, same on, rules. AJ. Same rules. Just yes. enforced. AJ. Just, in, just enforced. We got different rules of playoff overtime. Sorry, Pat, in the NFL. Wow, well, <laughs> No, no, I, I know what saying, but it's Talk like... about John Hamm's dong then. <laughs> what? what? This what guy? The hell? If I can't so, ask a legit question to a, a legit hockey champion, sorry, oh, Pat. Champion. <laughs> so no, it's like um, they're not enforced the same way. We don't want fucking nine power plays in, in the in the playoffs. We don't want it decided by special teams. Uh, so you're gonna sit there, you get away a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like you can uh, kind of lay into guys a little bit more after whistles, getting the scrums a little bit more. Uh, you could just make life miserable for everybody. So I, I think that's kind of the way this sport has always been played. And there's there's obviously a group that wants to change that. And, and, and we don't want to take away skill. I want to see goals. That's what everybody goes for, for goals. But we also want to see it. it's hockey. And, and I would say the same thing probably as a viewer of football. I want to see football played. Yeah. Don't make this all ticky-tacky. Like if you don't, If you can't deal with getting hit at a high speed, Hockey might not be your game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Same so, though. it's uh, you know that's something that just kind of goes back, and I think that goes into the whole playoff beers. Guys are, you know, growing their beers. I, my favorite time of the year, which is kind of weird to, to say, is when the playoffs are all done and a team hoists the cup. Then you start seeing, or even when teams get eliminated in the playoffs, you start getting all right uh, their exit meetings, whatever. And this is what the player was dealing with. You remember a few years back, oh, Connor? Yeah. You remember this shit? Remember, mm-hmm. remember Bergeron. Patrice Bergeron? Back when they, I think when they won the cup or when they were going to finals, like this guy had like a fucking punctured lung, broken rib, broken foot. He had like a, you know, a sprained knee. Like the guy, you wouldn't even notice. He was unbelievable. So uh, you you see some of those things. I think it just makes everyone like you come together and you're tight as a group because you got to fucking, you know, kind of gut through it together. And we hope Ben Simmons can obviously get back on the court. Yeah. Uh Uh, Good transition there. Good transition there by you, AJ, bringing up the big dong man. John Hamm actually said on That's Hockey Talk, he said, you know, in the playoffs, the big teams, nobody wants to stop the big boys. St. Louis is a big team. And mm-hmm. it's talking about what you're talking about right now, the style of play. Also, Tampa, big team. Yeah. Yeah. Those big boys really start becoming a lot more powerful in the playoffs because they're letting things go. Is the NHL the best officiated game in the uh, world, you think? I believe it is, just because the way the refs do, like, acknowledge, the refs acknowledge, it's like, hey, we're going to let you boys play a little bit more tonight. And they'll talk shit with players. They'll say, hey, we got to make up for a call that we fucked up earlier. Like, it almost feels feels like they're the most human out of all the other officials. Am I wrong in thinking that? Do you guys hate them inside the sport of the uh, hockey? 
I would say that most guys say that the officiating is fucking terrible. I mean, I'm not saying it is. I'm saying as a player on the ice, you're always going to bitch about the yes. way things are being called. I actually think, and I'm just, I'm now that I'm done playing, Pundit. these guys, dude, it's a fast game. They're doing their best. If you find, give me someone who could do it better. You're going to be, there's going to be human mistake in this game in every refer in every sport. I don't want to see video replay on every single thing, right? Um, so I think it's it's done good. The biggest problem that we kind of have, and you could probably blanket that with any sport, is you just want consistency as a player, right? So when I start a playoff series, generally speaking, we should have the same referee crew the entire series. I got to know. It's like, a, it's like a strike zone in baseball. What's he calling? Is he calling something off the plate a little bit? Or is he, you know, where, where's this at? So you test him in game one, and you kind of get out there. And I, like, let's say even in the, even in, as a net front presence, I'm in front of the goalie. I'm supposed to take away his eyes, right? So I'm in there, and I'm supposed to stay outside the blue paint, right? So I'm supposed to stay outside the crease. Well, fuck, like, if I'm doing my job, I'm getting in the blue paint. I, yeah, just like that. Sorry you about You got to block the goalie. Sorry yeah, about you got to mirror the puck. Sorry take the goalie's it. eyes away. So know what you're going to do, Pat? You back up. So the goalie's behind you. Sorry when you back up, he has to back up. When the goalie backs up, look at you back up. Look how much more room you can see behind me. Like, that's the net, right? So you, I want the goalie to go back. Well, you're going to have a ref there It's like, Rupper, get out of the blue paint. Rupper, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Next time down, plant myself there again. I'm going to see where my threshold is, and I know what I can get away with. It's the same thing with hits, scrums after whistles. You push the envelope. The referees give you a warning. Maybe you push a little bit more, and then you realize, all right, this is where it's at here. So, uh, But there were a lot of penalties called last night. I didn't love last night's flow to the games. So, uh, But they probably just want to set that standard early and hope the guys will follow. So your spine just eats sticks? While you're doing the sorry about it, sorry about it. Is that is that what happens? You're just eating a stick the entire time. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. it. Dude, it used to be way worse. Like so, we used to um, we had Chris Pronger on that hockey talk a couple weeks ago, and uh, yeah, and he uh, he was he knows dirty. Pronger's bro, dude. One of the dirtiest fuckers that ever played the game. Like, he, he, what just, did he say on that talk? He talked. I just want people to everything. I, I don't want to be said consistent. <laughs> he said, I, "I want people to be surprised by my next move or something." Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that. and it was like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, 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 you did. Like, fucking knock your were. teeth out. Dude, or? did you guys have you guys ever seen uh, the in the All Star game in in L.A. a few years ago? Uh, they had a celebrity game. Prongs played in the game. Justin Bieber played in the game. Do you guys remember this picture? He fucking flattened Justin Bieber against the glass. <laughs> and it's a picture. Bieber's face up against the glass. Like, ah, like, oh, it was unbelievable. If you guys can pull that at some point, it's incredible. So that's Chris Brown. He just likes to be an asshole, you know? He's just uh, a loose cannon. He, yep. Yeah, just a loose cannon. So, But here's the thing. Like, So it's changed a little bit. In regards, like it's not as hard to go. It's still a it's still a hard thing to do to go in front of the net and get rewarded and scoring goals. You're gonna have to pay a price. Sticks in the back of the spine, like you said. You're gonna get wax, but it's not like the way it used to be. The way it used to be. The way it used to be is you would you would you want to get close to the defenseman because if you were if you were too far away from the defenseman, like stick lengths away, they're watching the play on one side and they're just taking their stick and swinging it trying to find you. So that's like their, that's their feel. That's their hands, right? That's their reach. They're looking this way and they're fucking swinging, baseball swinging that way. So you're standing in front of the net. You're just getting two-handed across the ankles, across the wrists. Like, fuck, man. Like, so I want the guy close to me. Uh, back then, man, it used to be tough. You'd get done, you'd get done playing. You'd have big, you know, you couldn't even, you couldn't even move your wrist back because your forearm had a big welt on it. It was, it was tough times, but it's changed a little bit. Hockey's so tough, dude. Yeah. Hockey's so tough. And Bieber knew that whenever he signed up to play that. Yeah. <laughs> he knew- yes. Look at Prong's face, too. Look how happy is- he is. 
What an asshole, man. Look at that. Beeps. <laughs> Beeps chin right up against the glass. That's incredible. Wow. Beeps had a concert. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, he had a concert that night. Come on. It's unbelievable. They had to go with MGK. And they just, yeah, That's right. Go ahead, Ty. Jeez. Rupper, uh, I've already denounced the Golden Knights because oh, they no. absolutely stink and they broke my heart by not making the playoffs this year. Um, Two-part question here. Are they going to just fucking stink forever now? That's what a lot of people are saying. And uh, if you're a prospective hockey fan who doesn't have a team going into the Stanley Cup playoffs, which team would you circle and say, hey, this is the wagon you want to jump on? Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh Penguins. I like that one. I like that one. Uh, So if Vegas was going into the playoffs, if they made it, they're they're a great team to follow, man. That's a great organization to follow. Uh, Here's the thing. Here's the thing with Vegas and Vegas' future. Vegas – was a team that came out as an expansion. The rules were changed a little bit as far as the, um, you know, the expansion draft. They took full advantage. They kind of held every other GM hostage, and uh, oh, yeah. they took full advantage of everything. So they went to the Stanley Cup Finals, and th- it's been funny though because I think because they've experienced a really good team every year. This is the first year they have not made the playoffs. Every other fan base despises them like they don't have to go through the pain they don't have to to love that it's it's like they're the they're kind of like the heels of the nhl now everybody hates them and uh they're kind of like the new york yankees where they're going i mean this year they were like 15 million dollars over the salary cap which everybody was having you know they found a loophole and, and found ways to put guys on the ltir and uh so people just hate them right the owner is great unbelievable if any, anybody gets out there to vegas check it out like world-class show they put on fans are really loud Chris crazy Angel. the problem the problem with vegas has oh, kind of damn. been in the last little bit last couple years is like they've they've uh their management of personnel hasn't been great so they've gone out they bought the big big expensive shiny objects but uh, they've lost a lot of character guys in their room. I don't know where it goes from here with Vegas. They're, they, they're dead. They're gonna, they stink. They're, Yikes. They're you going to run it back with the same squad next year. They have to because of contracts. And uh, they they should be a playoff team. But honestly, Ty, like I think I think it's going to have the reverse effect. Instead of like an expansion team coming in and sucking and getting better each year, I think Vegas came in so high, and now we're just going to kind of keep seeing them kind of step down. Oh, so, uh, yeah. It's over. Hey. Yeah, so maybe Stoner will hey, play in hey, more than twelve games yeah, next year. Yikes. Hey, this a is fun like, team, a fun team to watch here in the playoffs. Maybe they'll I do Zambelli say. fireworks every game. That's what people what, will just start doing. What did you say? Zamboni fireworks? Zamboni fireworks. Zamboni, dude. Although Zamboni fireworks is a good idea. Though. Zamboni. They're going to have to keep people coming to those games in Vegas. If they stink, people are going to stop coming to those. You're Ty. Ty's no longer a fan. They're going to have to up those shows. No, nah, yeah. they'll be good. Next year's their year. They'll tell a lot. Oh. They'll, have a, they'll have a good shot at doing something next year. But uh, then like after Jackie that, Aces. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Jack, they need more from Jackie Aces, man. Goddamn right. You, you know, listen, I, I got it. You got neck surgery, all right? But we got to start seeing some fucking goals, too, right? <laughs> Thank so, you. Uh, Thank you. I know, but uh, the team to watch, a team, fun team to watch, I don't know how long the last Florida Panthers, man. They score a shit ton of goals. Um, they're a scrappy team. Uh, they've got a lot of lot of pieces there, so I would I, if I was a fan that team didn't make it in, I jump in that bag one. There you go, Foxy. That could be you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years too, because the Red Wings ain't ever going Connor. Yeah, Robert. What the fuck happened to the Bruins last night? I mean, they didn't have any cement in their skates coming out, but I was basically playing fucking Tendy. Are they gonna get swept <laughs> by the fucking Hurricanes or what? Dude, uh, one of your colleagues, one of the assholes out there, came at me on Twitter the other day. Good. It was like they, I, I put, I just put a tweet out there, just kind of stating, going over a couple of the series. 
So this season, there was three games between the Bruins and the Hurricanes, okay? And the score differential in those three games was 16-1 to for, for Carolina. So I just matter. simply said, like, I don't think that's going to cut it, you know? And uh, this, Bruins <laughs> fan, this Bruins fan comes back at me and it's like, well, we were without Brad Marchand and, uh, yeah. and uh, Patrice Bergeron for the one oh, game. Yeah. We were, you know, that was the one game Tuka Rask played and the I'm other sure they game. they had a full roster. Rask retired. And he was giving me all these excuses. I'm like, all right, dude, 16 to 1, still 16 to 1. So if you want, like, what would you like? Can we shave off five goals? Like, let's just say five goals. Fucking 11 to 1 is not very good. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what are we Got doing? Got five bells. I, I love one. I love passionate, passionate fans, but they got to be fucking real at some point. Yeah, you know? like they dominated them. So you, you guys know, fucking this, stink. No. Yeah. Bait. So, anyways, no. anyways, no. To answer you your question, yeah. I think I think Boston will have a pushback. I think that, oh, yeah. and I don't know how that works. And and I don't know how you guys were in your in your profession too. Like in hockey, when a team owns you all season long. So there's two situations this happened with in Game One yesterday. So. You've had Carolina owning Boston all season. Fuck. And you had the St. Louis Blues owning the Minnesota Wild all season. Okay? So now it's like, yeah, of course, um, I'm picking those teams to win in the first round. But we sit there. A lot of people say, oh, it doesn't matter. It's a new season. It's a new time. It's new this. Okay. But when I played and that was a situation, we want to say, what the fuck are we supposed to say as a player? Like when before the playoffs, oh, is is it on your mind that? These guys punted you every time you played in this year. <laughs> like, you might be, you know, you're sitting there like, what do you want you to say? Yeah, man, we're, we're done. You know, so you're going to say, no, you know what? We, we're going to learn from it. We're going to be different here and whatever. So you say those things. But you, I've been in that position and you're in the playoffs and you're trying to fight against it mentally. No, it's different. We're going to, like, uh, this is perfect, right where we want them. And then you get out in game one and you see the same shit happening again, oh, no. like it's a punch in the face. Oh, so no, I'm going to see how they respond. But I think Boston Boston will make it a series. I don't think they'll they'll, they'll, uh, they'll roll over in this one. How did right. St. Louis do? Because they got killed by Minnesota. Did they? No. Who, who won? No, St. Louis killed Minnesota. And uh, in Minnesota, Minnesota only lost, you know, out of the 41 games at home, I think they lost seven this year at home. So and St. St. Louis, Louis went in there and dominated, man. They looked really, really good. Flower. St. Louis. Flower, uh, oh, Flower did not play. Flower got Whoa. the start. He, didn't, he, he wasn't in a position to go for a goal. Uh, you know that's mm-hmm. on his mind, uh, courtesy of you. Uh, so he, that wasn't the situation last night. I would hope that you get another crack at game two. Game two, it's probably going to be Flower, but uh, the Wild, they didn't look very good in that one. Well, that's because the Blues, the Blues are tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's what they're Unfortunately, but, Pat, uh, what we're up here saying here is not very good news for the Pittsburgh Penguins. What? Oh, Why is that? Uh, it's split. It's split. It's split. No, because the Bruins stunk all season. They stunk last night. St. <laughs> Louis Blues stunk all season. They were great last night. It's different. Those are two different outcomes. That's what he was talking about. That was his entire point, right? I thought he said that the Blues dominated. No, no, no. It was the same outcome. So my thing was oh, like, no. you're trying oh, to fight against it. Tonight, dude. Oh, you're no. you're trying to- tonight. Let's go. Yeah, you're trying to fight against it, and the same shit happens. Like, AJ, when you're shit. playing... And you're playing against a team in your division. Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Say, (laughs) say, say Adrian Peterson dominates you, puts up five touchdowns in two games, and the offense dominates. Like, and you're playing them in the playoffs. Like, you want to think different, but at the end of the day, like, it just takes one 
play again of them smashing you in the mouth, and you're like, holy shit, here we go again, right? Suck again. Yeah, you better get out to a fast start. You better you better jump on them quick. You're right because then all of a sudden one play happens and you can kind of there's a feel that goes through the crowd and I think the team too. It kind of sucks. Well, not just on the losing side, on the winning side too. It's yeah. like yeah, we're doing this again. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. this yeah. is happening again, and then things start rolling. Big Mo almost shows up in a quicker fashion, and the Pens have gotten murdered by the Rangers this season. Oh, we got a new yeah. goalie though. We got a new goalie, best goalie hey. of all time, Casey DeSmith. I thought it was Louis Deming last week. Yeah, oh, oh, right on Louis. He's playing left wing. Gumpy, Gumpy, you're going big on Louis Deming. Big too, Dick right? Deming, he'll be in there at some point. No, he won't. No, he won't. Casey DeSmith's putting a shot. Penguins are winning tonight. I don't know what you guys are worried about. Here's, I, I, I agree. You know what? I agree. You know what? I agree. That's a good call, Gumps. I think that they. I think this is a team. I don't have them. I don't know if they're. I'm sitting here doing the game in lovely Pittsburgh, and I, I simply at this point, I don't have a good feeling. I don't think they're going to win the first round. But this is a perfect spot, right? It's a win-win. So if they win, I feel good. I don't care that I was wrong, right? So, uh, but here's the thing. Casey DeSmith. Casey, Casey DeSmith is, uh, his. he's not the starter. Tristan Jari's the man, right? And so everybody, when Tristan Jari went down, you're like, oh, these guys are done. I thought the same thing. And I saw this stat the other day. It was interesting. When you go back to the cup years of the Penguins. So uh, you know, cup years and even this year with Tristan Jari. You have in, in 2016 – Numbers of, of uh, Flower and um, Matt Murray in 16 and 17. Murray. And you take Tristan Jari's numbers this year. And this year, he was an all-star. He was, he was awesome. You take their season numbers. Uh, I think the save percentage is anywhere. It ranged probably from, uh, you know, like a 9.15 or 9.14 save percentage. Pretty good. Casey DeSmith at a 9.14 save percentage. It's not like this guy. It's not like this guy's coming in like sub. You know, as a goalie, when you're looking at those numbers, you're like, you know, anything in the NHL, you you should not be a starter if you're under nine one, like nine like nine one zero save percentage and above. You should be up the if you're if you're a good starter, right? If you're below ninety, you probably shouldn't be in the fucking league. You know what I mean? Like so. Uh, but his numbers are good, man. They're just as good as those guys when they won before. So I don't know if Casey DeSmith is going to be the story. I think it's going to be can they solve the other team's goalie because that's been the best goalie in the NHL for the Rangers, Nigor Shosturkin. What's uh, his? What's uh, what's Nigor Shosturkin? <laughs> <laughs> Igor. Igor Shosturkin. <laughs> Augie? Is it Augie? Augie is it? <laughs> Give it one more shot, Pat. Igor yeah. Shosturkin. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. What is Igor Shishkorskin's save percentage? Point nine one five? No, he's. Uh, I think nine on the three. year he's pushing nine three something. No, please, oh, 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 are fucked. Igor's really yeah. oh, on net, dude. Absolutely, we Pucks on net. Pucks on net. Boys got a hundred shots yep. tonight. Man in front. Oh, man in front. Here's the other thing, though. You remember this, though. This is the. This is kind of a bit of an X factor, I think, because I know I'd be pissed if I was the, on the Penguins. So Shosturkin's going to win the Vesna for best goaltender of the year. Remember the last time these fucking guys, Nikki. Remember the last time these guys played, and there was another game of the of the Rangers spanking the Penguins. And Shesterkin, there was a scrum at the end of the game. Oh, yeah, Kenny Malkin's in there. Jake Gensel's in there. And there, everybody, the whole team had like a bench clear argument at the red line. No fight, but shoving and whatever. And this kid who is 
is second year in the league. The goaltender, Igor Shosturkin, does this to the Pens. He's like waving bye-bye. Igor Shosturkin? Yeah. This motherfucker. Yeah, we remember it, Ruffin. He needs to eat some fucking pucks tonight, boys. Igor needs to remember this ain't the the KHL playoffs, okay? This ain't Moscow. This is the big time now, okay? We'll see how he handles it. fucking deep tonight, you don't got the KGB behind you here, bud. Hell this yeah. is National Hockey League. Listen, Let's go. Igor Sikorskin, welcome to the fucking Sidney Crosby show, pal. All right? Look up gifts of Sid. All of them are him lifting Lord Stanley. Hell yeah. You have no fucking idea what you're facing tonight, Sikorskin. <laughs> I'm fucking sick of this guy. I'm sick of this guy. Second oh. year in the league waving at our team, Igor. Thanks. 93% save percentage. <laughs> this fucking guy. We need shots in bunches. Hell yeah. Yeah. We need yeah. to get to you that. Got to get them shots on that. You got to screen them. Just like you were screening earlier. You got to screen that fucking goalie here tonight. Yeah. Back it up. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, are you on TV tonight or where can we see you? Yeah. So uh, the, the game is on, I think, ESPN. Oh, uh, primetime Sidney Crosby, uh, of course. Okay. Yeah, and it'll also be aired in, in Pittsburgh, and the regionals are picking it up too. So it'll be aired on uh, AT&T, AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, and that would be on MSG for obviously the Rangers. So, uh, yeah, I got pregame, postgame. Colby Armstrong's joining me. Colbs. Uh, so we're okay. going to be hashing it out in front of the big uh, the big monitor. It should be a good time. So uh, how yeah, was the watch along? How was the watch along that happened on that uh, Sunday? Oh with yeah, the Red Wings. You did a watch along oh, yeah. thing. Was it? Did it go well? Did you have fun? Um, no, I had fun. I had fun. Um, it the, the the studio we used at MLB Network. It was incredible. Like it was such a cool look to it. Um, they just they tried something different, and there was mixed reviews on the feedback. It's just because you know when people watch games, you know some people like just say even like the Manning cast. There's some people that I think it's great. I love it. I just want the game on here, and I can and I can listen. I could listen to to them, but some people don't like that. Following the game, yeah. Some people want the play-by-play. That's fine. So this is not for everybody. And so I think it was – I like that we tried it and tried something new, uh, used the resources there at MLB to to do something neat and uh, whatever. I don't know if we'll do it again or if they tried it or if they'll they'll tweak it. But it was fun. It was just – you know, I I think hockey – the only thing I'll say is hockey is a tough sport to follow sometimes. Because it's so fast moving, you can't tell where the puck's the puck is. Yeah. I know AJ uh-huh. AJ's, AJ mentioned he was a fan of the lasers behind the puck back in the day. Um, you know, and I think when Fox had it. But uh, so when you have somebody that's just talking and and shooting the shit, it's probably even harder to follow for some fans. So it's not for everybody, but it, uh, but I like doing it. It was fun. Did you play during the glow laser era? That no. Was- that was that would have been that was probably right at two thousand somewhere around there. That was awesome. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had yeah. this whole robot. You remember? They, didn't Fox do that for all their sports? Like they just Fox was always going with like this robot theme. Where I remember even if, wasn't it even football. Front. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're going to break oh, yeah. and they have like two two robots running into each other. I'm like what the? Why are they fucking going Transformers? <laughs> like I don't understand. <laughs> all like, right, like, I didn't get it. Uh, who you got tonight? You got Penns winning tonight. It sounds like. Um, yeah, I have pens. I got pens winning tonight. Texas um, hockey. I'll have to change on my. Uh, and I, I'm still going Rangers in the series. Texas oh, hockey. Uh, they could maybe steal one here. They need. I put it this way, Gumps. They need to steal one early. Or fly here. out of the gate like we always do. 
Uh, well, we'll see, man. We'll see. There's, uh, <laughs> there's, some, tough, there's some tough matchups, tough matchups in, uh, in in the Western Conference. So we'll see. We appreciate you, Rupper. Thank you so much. Can't wait to talk to you again as the NHL playoffs continue to unfold. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Rupper. To an incredible businessman, a man who today is overseeing the premiere of the 30th season. 3-0. The 30th season premiere of The Ultimate Fighter today on ESPN+. Plus. Then this weekend, a stacked card that is headlined by Oliveira and Gaethje on ESPN+. Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the UFC, founder of Fuck It Friday, Dana White. What's up, dude? What's up, buddy? Happy birthday. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, another year you around. The, you, and, you, you and The Rock have the same birthday. I know. It's pretty cool, right? He's done a lot yeah. more with his life, and he looks better but at the age of 50. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday to him as well. Happy birthday to you. I but, missed yours. Go ahead. But you both have the, the, the same amount of money. Whoa, 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 No, we're all trying to catch up with Dana fucking White right now, yeah. uh, as we should. Hey, look, 30 seasons of something is impossible in the modern world, especially of entertainment, let alone sports. 30th season here of The Ultimate Fighter. Congrats. Hey, yeah. congratulations. This one bigger than ever, too, it feels like. It's the same amount of steam as uh, season one, it feels like. Yeah, you, you know, uh, we brought it back uh, last season. And it, and it absolutely killed it. So, uh, you know, I, I always think it's all about the coaches, too. So we got great coaches. The rematch for this fight with, with uh, Nunez and Pena will be awesome. And uh, hopefully people like this season. The Ultimate Fighter, was that your creation, if I do recall, because you wanted to find more fighters from outside the world that you were currently in? Is that how it started? No. So what happened was back then we couldn't get on television. We kept trying to get on TV, and none of the networks would take us. They were too afraid of of the product so at that time uh reality shows were just starting to explode so we literally went into my office me and, and a bunch of my people that worked for me at that time and we came out at like two in the morning with the concept for the ultimate fighter and even though we had like a like a, a concept for it, it it was a work in progress that whole first season the first season was the longest season ever um i, I think those guys were in there for like Six or seven weeks. So uh, social experiments, yeah. <laughs> full social yeah. experiment in there, which is what yeah. reality TV was. How do those brainstorming sessions look? You guys have music on, a little bit of booze, a little bit of weed. <laughs> what? what is there a dry erase board? What does your brainstorming <laughs> sessions look like? Literally, well, back then, I mean, you're talking uh, 2003 or four. Um, yeah, no, we were, we were in our old offices, and we were we were in my office. I had a big conference table in there, and we were all at the conference table, just you know, batting ideas back and forth. That was it. Music on? Are you a are you a thinker? Nah, with me? I, I do like. I have music in my office all day, but yeah, not back then. Not back then. I wasn't fucking around back then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now I need. We need this to fucking work. Now it's like we know it's gonna work. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's two different mindsets. You're in the war room. I believe that's where you make your fights and everything like that. It feels like you guys are working every single weekend. So congrats, by the way, on being all the way back. But also, it Thank feels you. like every week you somehow have a stacked card. Thug Rose is back this weekend. Three out of the five fights are lightweight fights. It feels like you have a number one contender fight on the same exact night as the championship fight. This is going to be a fucking big one, Dana. Congrats on another banger. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, the main and co-main are awesome. Chandler versus Ferguson. Shogun, who is always fun to watch. He's fighting uh, OSP. Uh, Cowboy and Lozon should be fun. And then there's a ton of great fights. 
on the undercard, you know, with hey, up and comers. Hey, what's up with the cowboy fight? That's uh, we we want to see cowboy fucking win there, right? Is this what, is what we're doing here? The, the other guy, well, yeah. I mean, these are two guys that that are at that time in their career, Lozon and Cowboy. You know, the, the the they're in the twilight, we'll say, of their career, and uh, you know, this is the type of fight I like to see with, with, with two veterans. You, you know, I'm not throwing any uh, any young savages at these guys right now. Ah, okay. Dana, what do you expect to see with the, the Gaethje Oliveira fight? I, I think for any fight fan, anyone that's even a casual fan, watch this card, but especially watch that. There may be some blood and guts. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, that fight's going to be an absolute war. I mean, when are either one of them ever in a boring fight? They're not. And, uh, you know, Gaethje's in, 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 in his home state try, trying to uh, win a world title. So I, I expect it to be an absolute war. Hey, whenever you're predicting the next year of life for you, and we had uh, Jim Irsay on yesterday, and he was talking about going to the moon mm-hmm. and the Mars. Mm-hmm. You know, he said he's talking about how the future is going to be insane. He's obviously the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. Whenever you think about the next year of the UFC, how far out do you have to predict fights? Like, for instance, we hear the rumblings about John Jones potentially getting back into the fight game. How far out are you predicting fights and promoting fights and setting things up with each uh, individual Saturday event? Yeah, we have fights made all the way up to August 6th right now. Damn. Do you drop, like, little seeds anywhere? Like, do you set it up a little bit, like a little bit more story, or do you just expect all these guys to be big enough names to figure it out? Um, You, you know, it depends. Uh, you know, there, there's guys that are going to fight on fight nights that are working their way up to make it to pay-per-views, and uh, and then the pay-per-views are, are, are for our stars and, and, and the fights that we think are going to be the most exciting. Three months out. How much change is there normally in that scheduling? How much wiggle room? Is this normal to be three months out too booked? As, as long as the main event stays intact, the rest of the card can switch up however. It doesn't matter. Hey, did you hear we beat COVID too? Are you guys even testing for that now to potentially change any fights or no? No, we're not testing for COVID anymore. We're not wearing masks. We're not doing any of that shit. Hey, let's go. We did it. We beat COVID. We beat yeah. it, Dana. It was a long run, but we fucking got here. Isn't it amazing? It's It's amazing. It's still around if you if you creep on to CNN every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I saw some uh, a couple people driving past me with their masks on today, and I'm like, all right, you're safer than everybody else. You care yeah. more than everybody else. I'm very proud of you. I'm thankful for you. They were fucking it's so up. crazy. Yeah, it is. It's insanity. They're nice. They're better people than you are, though, Dana. You never get it. Go ahead. You go got ahead. that right. Yeah, yeah Dana. The uh, the way Ngannou and Fury are talking, it seems like that fight is kind of like a lock to happen. Are you involved in setting that up at all, or no? Uh, yeah, that fight's not definitely not a lock. Um, hey, you hate that when that happened? You hated it? Did you know it was coming? Uh, yeah, I know. They, listen, they've been talking about it and, and, and everything. I mean, guys, F- Fury is the, the best boxer, one of the greatest boxers of all time. I mean, you look at the guys that he's beaten and how easily he's beating them. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how this whole thing plays out. I, I don't love the crossover fights. I don't love them. Why not? Just because you think you're taking somebody out of their, like, what they're supposed to be in and almost diminishing their legacy? Is that why? Or because you just think... Because they're fucking stupid. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Fucking waste of time, energy, and money. Um, Yeah, I mean, listen. I I don't know. It's just... It's silly, but I get it. You know, everybody wants to try to, you know, I don't know. 
Francis, I, I don't even know. Francis is your champion. He's an absolute monster of a man. And if it goes the way they're setting it up, Tyson Fury boxing him with UFC gloves, that's a massive advantage for Tyson, I think is what you're trying to say. So you're like, uh, is that why you're thinking like that? Boxing is a mass, massive advantage for Tyson Fury. Yeah, but Ngannou's... <laughs> I mean, boxing. Like, yeah. And Ganyu just wrestled Cyril Gaon. So you're saying maybe not the fairest for both fighters here, and we're going to say this the ultimate heavyweight championship. We're, our guy's kind of fucked here, <laughs> is what you're saying? I mean, if you know anything about fighting, it's just it's a silly conversation. It's a silly conversation. It's How do you feel? Cause you got Hey, you're right in the middle of all of this, though, because, you know, with the old fighters getting into the boxing game, and then the Connor and Floyd thing that happened that you were a massive part of, which was a smashing success. I think that's only going to grow and grow. It feels like you are about over it already, it sounds like. you're. Well, the, the thing was is that the, the, the Floyd-Connor fight took on a life of its own. I mean, everywhere I went, that's all people were asking me about, you know? You know, it got to a point where the fans wanted to see that fight and the media wanted to see that fight. Um, and you know me, you know, people aren't knocking our door down for this fight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I know people are for this weekend. I know you got a busy week. Congrats on uh, 30th season of the Ultimate Fighter debuting today and have an incredible weekend. What's fucking Friday? What are we eating fucking Friday? Yeah, what am I eating for... Oh, apple pie nachos. Oh, damn. (laughs) Here we go. What a life. Congrats to you, man. Good luck with everything. Thanks, boys. Have a great day. All right, Dana White, ladies and gentlemen. Today's show is sponsored by the best ticket app on planet Earth and... The Moon! SeatGeek, this is your weekly reminder that listeners of this show and watchers of this show get 10% off at the link in the description here at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee Show. The NHL playoffs are here. The NBA playoffs are rolling in. Baseball is doing what baseball does. Plus, live shows, concerts, and plays, and everything. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience something live with our friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek's seating chart will make sure you're getting the best value possible every single time oh yeah just hit the link in the description next time you buy some tickets shout out to SeatGeek and shout out to Ticket Stooge thank you Ticket Stooge thank you Ticket Stooge we appreciate you over here and SeatGeek does do an incredible job yeah the piss testing process is that guy's shaking his hand and fucking spilling the piss that's ridiculous I've never seen anything like it like the whole thing well and if you were to have a mistest because of that yeah how does that work well then you would have a good appeal I'm guessing yeah but then who's right the guy that was drunk on the streets at 4am or this piss test yeah I know believe me it's a terrible situation I'm glad you could muster up another one I was pretty good at pissing on command Mm -hmm. I was pretty good I've gotten pretty good at it yeah I can let it eat, you know, mm-hmm. just about anywhere. I, I guess there's people that can't. Really? I can, yeah. Always been able oh, to. Oh, like people have like stage fright and they can't pee at a public urinal? Yeah. What were they doing at the old troughs that they used to have at Three Rivers? Well, in Ohio, people jump into those. <laughs> That's what Ohio where? people do. What do you mean? Cleveland Browns games, Cleveland mm-hmm. Guardians games. Mm-hmm. I believe People are jumping in the troughs. The people oh, 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 yeah. yeah. Look it up. Look at, just put Cleveland trough. I bet you there'll be like five videos. Yeah, it's delicacy like, it's, in Cleveland. It's the Ohio thing to do. It's like, oh, the Ohio Turnpike. You know what I mean? Oh, man. The only time I've been to Brown Stadium when I was playing there for the Packers and the Bengals, I believe. So you're saying you didn't dump, jump in any troughs? I don't think I would be, you know, sliding through a trough. There's a probably out-of-towners, too, not from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably from Ohio. <laughs> 
<laughs> Probably diehard fans. They got a big win, man. They're excited. What are you supposed to I say? I think it was the second quarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Score a touchdown. Yeah. Nice touchdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just got disgusted thinking about it. That's yeah, gross. Losing so, in the fucking. Oh, uh, save me around. oh my God. Asia's probably giving guys swirlies on that day. When's the, der- <laughs> When's the derby? This weekend? Yeah. This yeah. weekend, yeah. Are you going, yeah. AJ? I'm not going, no. Whoa. What's that all about? Friendship on the ropes? Uh oh. <laughs> I don't think Aaron's going to be there, but wait, there's what? a lot of Whoa. 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 This is an annual tradition. Yeah. This is Devontae. This is not good. You've won 11 years in a row. This is not good. I don't know if he has, has it. No, you and him. The the odds are going to move for the Packers for sure. Remember the hand? Is this guy all right? Yeah, I remember. What about your sack of cigars, dude? He might be going. He might go. He's all right? Damn, he's not bringing you. I think he's all right. He just realized it. Wow, AJ. He's riding the adjudicator down to the... What did I just realize? (laughs) You said something wrong. Oh, he might go. Yeah. Oh, no. Talking about his personal life. I said, I'm not going. Yeah, then you Why you he yeah, but if you're not going. Like I said, we got a lot, a lot of stuff going on around here. Oh, he hates you oh, now. So a lot of tournaments and out-of-town tournaments and tra- yeah, stuff like that. Man. All in the same I wonder who got your invite, you think? I don't know. That's a good question. We should brainstorm. AJ Dillon. See, got Probably Mai Tai. Mai Tai's already there. He yeah, I was going to say, he doesn't need a backup there. invite. Maybe Christian Watson. Look at AJ yeah. and Aaron connecting hands. <laughs> Yeah, pretty cool. I would like to let everybody ago. know that this is what Aaron looked like this time last year, and then he go on to win an MVP. Mm-hmm. Remember the conversation was he looks very thin, he did. super skinny. That was the the conversation. He looked yeah. very thin. He just got done with Poncho Karma. That's right, right yeah. before Kentucky Derby, emptied the system out so he could get that mint juleps diner and have a good old time. <laughs> what we should have realized is he probably held his hand up for I don't know forty five minutes because AJ loves taking photos. Probably made uh-huh. them take about two hundred of them, uh, and really his stamina with his right arm was what? unmatched. Yeah, and that's what led him to winning another MVP. Yes. So why aren't you going? <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I've said 14 times before, a lot of different activities and tournaments happen. Mm, sounds like a guy who didn't get invited. Probably the, yeah. the That's linebacker not the they drafted probably is what got invited. No, it's probably that Charles uh, or James uh, Chadwick. Uh, Christian Watson? Yeah, probably him. Yeah, and Quay Walker. <laughs> Chris, Chad, <laughs> one of them, Christian. Gonna I was gonna get. I was gonna get there at some point. What's mm-hmm. his name? Watson. Yeah, mm-hmm. Christian Watson, North Dakota State. Uh-huh. Yeah, looks like a dog. He's looks pro- like a dog. He's going. He's probably going down at Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, Hang out maybe. with the new teammates. That's, that's what this text was. About. Yeah, Watson's yeah. dad tells Dom Izzo. Okay, Dom Izzo with the inside scoop. Dom Izzo, W D A Y. Watson's dad tells me that the first person to text Christian after being drafted by Green Bay, <laughs> Aaron fucking Rodgers. Yeah, and the text actually said, hey, We're Christian, ready. Kentucky Derby, AJ's one out. week, AJ's fuck AJ Hawk, <laughs> you're my new best friend, let's go win a fucking Super Bowl after the Derby. All right, he might have been that positive in that text, or maybe yeah. he says, we'll find out if it will be worth a fuck next week at the Kentucky Derby. Oh, Boom. Okay. Maybe it's like, this is a trial by combat oh, situation. See how many mint juleps he can drink. Oh, maybe, or maybe how many he turns down. How, oh. is how many cigars does he smoke? Make sure you bring a bag of cigars is probably what Aaron said. Oh, what if he doesn't bring a bag of cigars? Do you think he won't throw him the ball as much? No, I think he'd be all right. But, yeah, that's a, that's a valuable position. You need to bring something to the table, and I would bring two big Ziplocs full of cigars. Hey, how a baby. Hey, there you hey. go. Mainly for myself, but, yeah, everyone, <laughs> else, I gave, everyone else could have whatever they wanted. But yeah. Hey, in the cigar community, let's say – you I'm and- not in that community, but what about uh, it? Come on, yeah, dude. Are. Shut up. You're one of the faces. You're literally when one of the I, faces okay. of it. You were on Cigar Aficionado magazine yeah. November 2020. I don't. I very rarely 
ever have a cigar with another human in the same room. Yeah, but you're having a cigar right now with a couple thousand people at a time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know. I enjoy them. What about it? 30... <clears throat> you're having a cigar with 35,000 people? What the fuck are you doing? You people watching Jesus. this. Jesus. What is your deal? This has maybe been our worst show yet. <laughs> In a long, long time. Honestly. Yeah. No, they're, all, they're all waiting for us to bring up Mr. Belding again. How do you keep uh, such a good, good complexion with smoking all this? It's got good skin. Lotion, you lotion a lot? It's not like, uh, not like Sigs. Sigs, don't they mess up your... They can mess up your skin if you smoke for 40 straight nah, years. Nah, Sigs make you fucking invincible to everything. <laughs> That's not true. That, that is uh, misinformation on this program. Do not smoke Sigs. Yeah. There's no reason to smoke Sigs. In the cigar community, though, let's say... Let's say you and another cigar person meet at old uh, Jackie Danielson's down here. Sure. What's yeah. that one place called? There's actually oh Nikki Blanks. Nikki Blanks. Jackie Danielson. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Blanks. All right. There's an N and E and L and S. Yep. I mean, there's a yep. lot of yeah. Nikki Blanks. We go down to Nikki Blanks, a cigar place downtown here. Can I just pull out my pre-roll in smoke? Is that like a okay thing, or you like is that your pre-roll pre with marijuana or CBD in it? Yes. You could try. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they'll let it go if it smells like a cigar. But you cigar people wouldn't kick me out. Fuck the uh, you, Jackie you Daniels. Think I'm going to kick somebody out? No, I'm just saying, is that like how you guys view it as a smoke sesh? Like people just, hey, you could come smoke anything? Is that how the cigar I don't think, people? No, I don't think you can go in there and smoke cigs. Oh, really? That's bullshit. So it's not like a smoker circle. It's like, See, no, we are cigar smokers. I think you can smoke either. Really? At the cigar places? I don't know if Jackie Daniels No, no, not at the cigar people place. smoking cigs inside Come there. on, Jackie. Get it together. They smell the same. Because there's a cigar uh, person that doesn't do much that I wanted to invite to something. I was like, oh, maybe we could do just a cigar thing. But then it's like, can I just smoke my weed there, yeah. I wonder? As opposed to having to fake smoke these cigars to be a part of the conversation. Then that was where I led into this whole thought. Like, I don't know if is, is it just a smoking thing? Like, you guys just like sitting around smoking and talking. I don't know. I don't. I don't go to those. Like, uh, I've been to a few. There's a place in Dallas. I went with my buddy a year or two ago. It was awesome. You could sit down and it's a really nice place. Serve. It's like a steakhouse, but you can sit there and smoke at your table. So we sat there. I had two cigars. Got my food, had one after dinner. It was great. Wow, three Jesus cigars Christ. in a two-hour period. That's unbelievable. Jeez. That's amazing. You're, you're stamina to blow through those things. Well, it was like a special occasion. Like, it was a thing. No, I yeah. was like, all right, let's just let's soak this in. Let's spend some time here. I've never been to a place like this. Yeah, that seems like a cool thing to be a part of. Though. Like, people go to do coffee. They do this with coffee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Feels yeah. like cigar people do this. You know, these are like little gatherings. That's it's like anything. Same thing with you and CBD, right? It brings people together. It gives you a reason to hang out instead of just, hey, let's just stand here and talk. Well, that was what I was wondering. Can we join forces? Can I? Absolutely. Know? I think they should be, I, I, they should all become one. I think the cigar and the marijuana smoking community could become. See, I know. think personally. Um, Seems like a more similar. Like in group. states that are legal. I think marijuana smokers would be pissed if you brought a cigar in and started smoking your cigar in their marijuana shop. Because yeah. it smells much True. different. Yeah, I think if you want to do right. that, you'd have to maybe perhaps go back. I mean, you don't do this I anymore. can't fucking wait, <laughs> by the way, to walk right down the street. I'll take two pre-rolls, please, of the sativa right there. Give me the, that three-pack of edibles for today. I'll take a green tea, please, and a piece of gum. See Thanks. you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I will see you at this exact same time tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And I might need a refuel on this uh, lighter in about a week and a half, two weeks. Thank you so much for everything. That's coming. Yeah. That is coming. Maybe not to Indiana. Probably going to have to move for that. But that is, 
That is coming around the corner. When I was getting weed just delivered to me at the hotel where I was, where was that, California? Weed showed up in a Tesla with a very nice person in a bag that had like a gift, like a, it was Christmas delivered mm-hmm. to me. I was like, this, this is amazing. I mean, the feud built up a pretty good collection at the Super Bowl, too, out there. Yeah, yeah, you got to do that. Because you got to smoke it all in that state, obviously. Yep. Uh-huh. You can't travel with it. Nope. Gotta, but you got to take advantage of it as much as you possibly can because you don't want to have to. You want to get to the point where it's like, oh, I don't want to smoke anymore when I go back to Indiana because it's not legal. Because I can't. Yeah, because I can't. Because I can't do that. Pretty simple. We'll get there. Illinois, very legal, though. Take a trip there yep. often. Michigan, mm-hmm. pretty close, also Boom. legal. Ohio, hey, you guys are getting sports gambling soon, right? Right, you said we are right. Like when does how, what does soon mean though? Are you you're there? I am here. Can you put up a pin that says Ohio? Like you're oh yeah you're in Ohio right now. What are you hearing? Do, do you not? Are they? Aren't you uh, in you with know, the I, senators? I do. Uh, you know, drink my coffee and read the old school paper every morning. I haven't seen much on it yet. Yeah, but you're down at the chop house with the senators. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. But honestly, I have no idea what's going on in Ohio. You know way more than I do. We do not. Does General Bob Carpenter have any ideas? Does he have any insiders over there? I'd have to ask him. I don't know. Can we call General Bob call. right now? Yeah. Call General. What do you think, yeah, General? Call him. Bob will probably answer. What do you think Bob's doing right now? Installing a Lifting beautiful weights. new HVAC system. Does he have a class right now? Is he? Teaching? He might be teaching. Professor Carp. Clanging and banging with oh, his yeah. TRT. Mm-hmm. What? Probably. It's TRT. Hoy, hoy, hoy. TRT. Hoy, hoy. So Bob like Saturday night actually. What's that, pal? Saw Bob and Schlegs Saturday. Schlegs actually told me about this really nice uh, sled that I can put some weight on and walk backwards with, so I actually ordered it right there on the spot. Oh, really? Can you send me that link? I'd like to buy that. How, how far do you have to walk with it? Well, no, it's a whole thing, but yeah, it's, it's a thing I want to get into. Like the lever kick. What? Do you put it outside or inside? Yeah, usually outside. Unless you, you have like a 50-yard field turf field in your house. What's your problem? Will you just send us the link so we can do it too? Sure, it's just a sled, but it's a nice, it's a good sled that won't tear my yard. Perfect for oh, the Thunderdome. Perfect for the Thunderdome. We'll be dragging those things from one baseline to the other. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean outside with the field. And also, we'll all be on T R T Oi 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 T R T Oi Never Tired Oi T R T Oi My head is red. T-R-T. You were at South Sea of like a five-man sled outside too? or No, he's not hitting any bags out there that I see. None of them were set up because he had to have the Colt Carnival set up. Mm. Yeah. When are you going to force Axel in the weight room like you did your other kids? Yeah. I don't force any of them in there. Yeah, That's not true. They like to get around. They like to mess around and pick they up weights us. and do push-ups and stuff. Hey, if you want to talk to Dad ever, going to have to come fucking move some weights. <laughs> yeah. I'm down here. They love, they love coming down the weight room. It's the first thing they do when they get up. They, that's when I know they're up. Like, they'll come down and throw stuff around. Okay. What time are you getting into that weight room every morning? I know it's different. I don't set a alarm. <laughs> I do set an alarm. Yes, I absolutely do. I, don't, I mean between 5 and 5.15. Okay. They, they come down at like – sometimes they come down at like 6, which they're supposed to wait. But, yeah, they like to, they like to, they like to clang <laughs> and bang in the morning. They're supposed to wait. Dad needs until at least 6.30. All right, Dad needs a little bit more time. What time is the alarm? 5 o'clock? I change it every day. That's, that's psychotic. That's what we're yeah. just talking about. 503, 507, 512. <laughs> like that. Yes. Okay, so it's in the – okay, so I'm sorry I even asked in the 5 o'clock era. Yeah. It is in that, that time period, though. Okay, so um, one snooze, no snooze. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll snooze every once in a while for sure. 
exhausted though when you're like but like snooze not even a, like a snooze okay it's i usually if i set my alarm early like 503 boom turn that one off i'll set in one for 512 and then get up and go okay so you're not even snoozing you're setting two alarms already ahead of time you don't no no make- no i don't i won't hit snooze i'll turn that alarm off okay boom Ah, uh, yeah, let's do 10, 11 more minutes. And then I'll set another one, and then I'll get up. You're not living on their time. You set your own fucking time. I get it. Okay, no clock is going to wake you up. Or no no countdown is going to wake you up. I get it. You exhausted when you get up? Yeah, fucking exhausted, dead tired, or you... Yeah, like, I, I wish I, I wish as I got older, you got easier and easier. You know how a lot of people, like, are older, they go, I can't sleep past 5 if I wanted to. I'm like, well, I definitely could. Like, I, that's not me. I could. I yeah, 5 a.m. is fucking wildly early, though. You know that. Yeah, it is, but, like... For somebody it, yeah, that doesn't it's have weird, to. It's not... I, it definitely helps me, especially as I get older, if I get to sleep at a decent time. I wake up very easily then. But if I don't fall asleep till late, which happens a lot, then it's a little harder. So you're running on like five hours, four hours of sleep every single day. You're wondering yeah, why you're falling have, asleep yeah. while you're driving. Yeah. yeah. Some guy. people. Yeah, I wake up exhausted. You should see me when I get behind the wheel. I'm fucking <laughs> driving my dead kids tired, home. dude. I'm fucking dead tired. You have your gym outfit laid out the night before? Or you got you to figure that out in the morning when you wake up? I mean, I don't have a gym outfit. I what do you wear? I wear clothes and go. That's what I mean. You don't match for you. Got to start posting these. You got to start posting yes. on Instagram. I did have my uh, tuxedo T-shirt on working out the other day, and my mm-hmm. wife and her friends came in because they come a couple days a week with a dude and work out, and so I didn't oh. even realize I had it on. How big's your gym? It's not very big. No. So you I know, I know. I leave. I got to be done by the time they get in. Oh, you can't take it. You fucking hate everything Yikes. they do. You <laughs> hate. No, no. I just don't want to. That's my time, man. I don't want to be messed. I'm not talking to people. Like I, that's that's legit. My I freak out if I don't have that time. So you wake up 5.03 to 5.12-ish, get down to the gym, 5.15, no later than that. Yeah, usually. When are you, the lights on at 5.15? Are you doing a pre-workout? Are you sitting down motivating yourself? Or are you jumping right the fuck in? Jumping right? Are you kidding me? I'm going right. You know, no, I don't mess around. What am I wasting time? Well, I thought so you no said, oh, let's before. get a little stretch here. Uh, okay. No pre-workout. No coffee? Don't you watch Gary V's morning walk talk and then you start working out? I can do that while I'm doing like old man cardio if I want. Okay, so you start with old man cardio? Yeah, usually like some incline walk, old old guy, up, maybe sprint on the elliptical, jump over to the Versa, and then boom, start jacking some weight. And this is as soon as you wake up, <laughs> you're doing this? 5.15? Yeah, I mean, some days I feel better than others, though. You know that. Okay, I do know that because everybody, I guess, does. You're working out till 6.30. The kids, though, fucking can't, they can't take a clue. Get the fuck. <laughs> they sometimes come in at 6, 6, 6.30. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we're done. Like that, Then we just, then I just have to, you know, manage a little bit hey don't cut your fingers off when you're trying to pick up the dumbbells and stuff like that oh you're working out till seven yeah usually because seven is when like the uh, the kids need to be up if they're not okay so then breakfast is upstairs immediately following that yeah uh, run up there and do all that yeah seven do all that uh get them ready for school yeah which is a task in itself yeah four kids getting ready for school book bags that are 700 pounds yeah <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so that's going seven seven thirty seven forty five. Yeah, get out. I usually get out. We we take off by seven forty at the latest. Okay, seven forty. You're going dropping them off at school. You're coming back at eight o'clock and doing what? Murdering people? I mean, I wish eight o'clock. No, we with COVID, they went. They started going to a different school a couple years ago. So it's a it's a little bit of a haul to take them all to school. Oh yeah, that's right. AJ said if I have to get my kids a jab, then I'm switching schools. And he yeah. No, nope. when COVID started mask, last I think, year, yeah, I think, yeah. when COVID started, their school was shut down. It was all virtual. So we said they, they want to be in class. So we went to a place that was in class the whole time. Yeah, the kids and the parents want the kids to be in class. <laughs> so we are going to well, get No one them. learns. Yeah, no one's learning sitting on a Zoom. No one. No. No one. 
Who wants to teach that way either? So you're back 8.45, 9 o'clock from dropping off the kids at their super nice school that was back before everybody else because they said, what's COVID? I mean, if it's, yeah, I don't know if I, if I come back home after that or not. Oh, what are you doing after? You going to get a little brunch, a little breakfast? You got to get whatever. If you got to get stuff done, or I got to go meet with people or do something before I come back and get ready for the show. But sometimes, though, if I feel like I got cut off in my workout in the morning, like a couple days a week when my wife comes in at 630 and I feel like I'm not done, that's when I come back in and got to finish finish up. (laughs) This fucking trainer. My wife, her friends, this trainer doing their fucking bullshit. I I like them all. No, no. I like her friends in the trainer. I used to work out with all the time. He is an absolute freak of nature. He's a monster. I love him and he knows that, too. But like, I don't need to, you know, I'm not doing the same things they're doing. It's not a big weight room. I'm trying to start my morning routine so I can, you know, be oh, a, yeah. become a guy. What time mm-hmm. do you actually go to bed? Are you going to bed at midnight? No, I don't go to bed. At, I, I'll lay down before that. No, fall asleep. Like, fall asleep. Yeah, I don't fall asleep before midnight that often. Oh, Jesus. You're an absolute psychopath. That's insane. You're awesome. No, I mean, I definitely want to and I try to, but it just doesn't happen very often. You know, getting kids, like getting them to bed, which we try to get them to bed decently early, but we have a ton of sports and stuff, so we get home late. Do you drink coffees? All day? I used to drink a lot more coffee than I do. Uh, some days I don't drink any coffee. Some days I do. What do you say? So you're just on HGH? <laughs> no, I drink this little, this little mixture, the Minos and Spark and everything. I like that. All day oh. you drink that? I'll sip on it and add ice to it all day, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Just drinking an energy drink basically mm-hmm. all day. That's healthy for you, though. What's Spark? A street Probably drug? Not. Spark's that. That's old school. Drew Brees, Advocare. Yeah, what? Spark. I make, a little, it's a, I make a mixture of some arginine and everything, yeah. Oh, here we arginine? go. This guy. So arginine not being tested for by the NFL. Yeah. How about uh, any arginine? Yeah, it's arginine, bag, yeah. yeah. It's a muscle repair. It's, yeah, it's legal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a muscle yeah. repair. Yeah. 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 It's I drink it because it tastes good. Of course. It's not like it gets me all jacked up. Oh, yeah. oh kind of. You sip on it all day to keep you mm-hmm. jacked Make up. Make sure you don't fall asleep. Because it tastes good. Yeah. Hey, well, I mean, I grew up drinking Mountain Dew in bed. Like, caffeine doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah, I was actually going to ask, do your kids drink pop? They would love to. We don't let them drink a ton of it, but they love having Sprite every once in a while. I feel like that's definitely changed. We used to drink so much pop. So much. So much. I used to order the big 30 cube of Pepsi or Mountain Dew and drink all the cans. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Sprite guy now. I think It's so good. It's so good. It's so delicious. It is the perfect... It is the perfect one. I, I drank Mountain Dew, obviously, throughout yeah. periods whenever everybody was house of Mountain Dew, and it gave you that caffeine high. Mm-hmm. That was just absurd. Dr. Pepper had a little bit of a run with me, I oh, think. Yeah. McDonald's Coke. Really had a run. Mm-hmm. Wheat tea had a run with me there Bye. for a bit, although it's a completely different conversation, and that should be mixed with lemonade. Like a third lemonade, two-thirds iced tea, I think, is the, the proper mixture. But Sprite seems to have it all figured out, I think. That's Did Mick Shirley Temple put grenadine in there? Ooh, oh, delicious. Love Shirley Temple. Just a splash. Absolutely. My kids do that if we go out to eat sometimes. Hey, can you get a special drink? Yeah. And you get, a dirt, you get a dirty Shirley? A what? A dirty Shirley. No. Shirley's a little bit. Shirley Temple without a alcohol. I went to a bar mitzvah when I was a kid, and they had Shirley Temples. It was the first time I'd ever heard of grenadine or Shirley Temples, and I've been hooked ever since. Oh, so you're a Shirley Temple guy? I mean, I don't really have them ever, but like they are so good. Okay. I would. I had a you remember Nick, you remember when I had that woo woo run? Oh yeah. Woo 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 woo. Woo woo. Makes all yeah. Yeah, it's like cranberry, vodka, cranberry and uh, I think they had some sort of peach something. Woo woo. I used to say, Can I get a woo woo? <laughs> Just because I enjoyed ordering it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody thought it's an actual name of a drink, though. Woo. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I couldn't even imagine walking in. Can I get five shirtly temples? Like that had to feel <laughs> so cool. 
Like saying, can I get a uh, hundred woo-woos for me and all my friends? <laughs> that was a blast. That was a good era. Yeah, God. Bartender would look at him like he had ten heads. What? Good God. It's coming down outside. I think there's a lot of woo-woos falling on us there's right a now. Hail, there's a hail warning for today. So. Oh, what? hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's get out of here. I appreciate everybody being so nice to me the last day and a half on the internet. You can stop. Be mean up. <laughs> Be a lot better. Go back. Go back. <laughs> Go. We got all the announcements of the winners tomorrow, winning Wednesday. Thanks to our friends at Cash App. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Go to SeatGeek, buy tickets for something. This summer's going to be awesome. We might as well go experience. It's been a couple years we haven't been able to really live, live. Go out and live, live. Yeah. Live, what? Live. How about Dana White? He wanted to get into a COVID discussion there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost mentioned uh, when he said CNN, I almost said something about CNN Plus that shut down after oh, three yeah. weeks. I'm sure he oh. would have been juiced. That's, that's <laughs> unbelievable stuff. I mean, just as somebody that pays attention to the digital world because I have to, you know, because there's a lot of conversations that are $300 happening. $300 million. Less than 10,000 subscribers or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, that's a tough one. People are paying $300 million for less than 10,000 subscribers. That's what I heard. That's fucking unbelievable. They paid $300 million yet to launch the whole thing, right? Yeah, think about mm-hmm. how fucking inept you have to be. Think Cut. about that. you got to be so fucking dumb. Costs like I, $9 million a day. So, you, you oh know, a guy named Logan Roy once said to a <laughs> psychologist mm-hmm. or a psychiatrist or whatever, how the fuck am I supposed to trust a word that you're saying when you just dove headfirst into the shallow end of a pool and broke your face? <laughs> That's what we should maybe think about to some of these people of, hey, how the fuck are we supposed to take you serious when you spent $300 million and weren't able to get 10,000 people to watch your shit? Like, I think we should start doing it, not just in this particular case, okay? And this seems very, very direct. But I think we should do that as a whole, almost. Like, hey, you insert name of terrible decision or thing, terrible idea that you have had and absolutely failed. I'm going to treat you as such. And that has kind of been an interesting thing through all these negotiations, (laughs) you know, with me and uh, my conversations (laughs) with people. Didn't you put insert name of person here on something here and think it was going to be a home run? Yeah. Okay. So you okay. you so there yep. has been some things that have been decided by you that haven't worked out, right? I'd assume, and that's quite an interesting thing. Can I get past working with somebody that has done that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can. That's on that's on me. I'm sorry. That's whenever I go to bed at night. You know, when I'm laying around, mm-hmm. that's what I have to think about, and it's it's a gift and a curse. Sounds awesome. Sounds like we can move forward, but also that chapter's always going to be there for you, and that's a <laughs> that's an interesting thing. I don't know what to do. That's that's tough. It's very tough, AJ. You got to own it. You got to. They have to own it and tell you, like, ex- somehow give you an explanation of why it happened. But the guy that started that is gone. He had to step down from CNN. They got bought by whoever and see ya. Discovery. Of course. He ste- well, he stepped down because of other reasons, not CNN Plus. But yeah. Was it Zoom? Was he the guy? Was it Tubin? Is he cranking it? No. Uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, he was having like a relationship with a, a worker or something. Oh, ah, okay. Of course Classic. you know about yep. of, course you know. Yeah, of course I know about it. The head of CNN had to step down. It was a giant deal. <laughs> I don't pay attention to that stuff. Nope, okay? I know. I'm I, just saying, thank you. I'm trying to bring a perspective here. Okay. Well, appreciate. thank you for informing me of that piece of information. Thank you. You're welcome. I have to be terrible to negotiate with now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Well, could I mean, you imagine? I mean, all you have to do is like accept the previous decisions you've made. So if those are the decisions you've made, it's not your fault. What about the decisions we've made? I mean, look what we've done. I haven't even thought about that. I should think about that more often. All right, I'm gonna brainstorm. Let's continue the brainstorm. Oh, yeah. We'll continue to evolve and get better. Hell yeah! How much jerky do you eat when you're on keto? Well, that's the thing. I'm I'm on keto, so 
Unlimited. <laughs> You're going to be so sick of keto by about 6 p.m. You don't understand keto. <laughs> Wait, why aren't you doing I thought you liked the intermittent fasting. I did, but, dude, I just, I eat so much in that little window. It doesn't, like, you know? Cancels but can it out. You, can you fill up on enough, like, meat? With that? Like, it, sometimes it's hard. You can eat five steaks and not get full. So Sam has this incredible keto cookie that has like uh, one and a half gram per or two grams per. So normally I'll have like five of those at the end of the night because my sweet tooth comes in and kills me. But I guess you try to stay under 20 grams of carbs a day is really the if you want to go and get it. I mean, I think the Kim Kardashian. She was on ketosis for, uh, she lost 16 pounds or something. Yeah, like wow. Or so she lost 16 pounds to wear the dress that she wore to the Met Gala because it was Marilyn uh, Monroe's. Mm -hmm. Marilyn Monroe's. So she went on ketosis, lost 16 pounds to get into that dress or something like that. I didn't know that. Did you learn that on her new uh, Hulu show? No, it was on the internet fucking everywhere. This Met Gala thing happened last night. Oh, yeah. What is this? Can somebody explain? AJ, you know what? Was, was Tom this, Brady there? He was this, goes. hey, was this the actual, was this the thing that, Lenny Kravitz. That's Lenny Kravitz, yep. Dressed like a normal 55-year-old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At the Met, for sure. So can we zoom in on that photo there? So this is the Met. What is this, AJ? You've probably been invited to this numerous times. What is it? It's the gathering of the, the elites of the elite. Know. Oh, yeah. It's, all it's supposed to be a art. fundraiser. It's a fashion thing, though, right? This yeah. is a big time in the yeah. fashion community. Yeah. show off. So all what this, happens inside, though? Well, I, I don't know. Has anybody ever been told? Are what? there performances? Well, is like he performing whole, tomorrow? Is he performing in that outfit at the, at the thing? I don't think so. I think it's like a dinner charity event type deal, but it just is like of the hoity-toity people. Who speaks? Like, does he give a speech? I think there's like a president of the Met. Oh, who's or chairman? That? It's a uh, cocktail yeah. hour and a formal dinner. Yes. What is, is that? that? Is that Nick Lachey? Who is that? That's the Winter Soldier. I was going to say. Name. Sebastian Stan. There it is. Can you go full screen on these? Is he from O-Town? <laughs> Oh my God! When to? No, was that O Town? What was O Town? O Town. Um, Girls in the summer, right? Abercrombie and Fitch. No, that's no, LFO. That's LFO. LFO. God, this could be LFO though. We don't know. What is this? This is a Captain America. Yeah, this mm -hmm. is a superhero, Winter Soldier. He also played uh, Captain uh, Tommy Lee and Pam and Tommy. Bro, he looks so oh, fucking dude. cool right here. Yeah. <laughs> are those? Are those another pair of sunglasses in his hand? I believe that's on shoe. In the oh, back? Behind him. Yeah. Who are all the photographers in the tuxes? That's just the entire paparazzi world? Yeah. I think this is their Super Bowl, up. too? They got to dress up. So they try, we trying to get back to the old school boxy suits or what? I don't know. Let's go to the next person. Wait. Let's see. Oh, okay. Is that Michael is that Phelps? <laughs> Bad Bonnie. Bad Bonnie. Bad Bonnie. A lot of people were asking if this was Mitt. That does look like Mitt, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Mitt, Bad San Benito. So what is, is there two people there? Is he like standing on somebody's oh, shoulders? No. No, this is just the uh, style. There's a few that are kind of like this. He looks awesome. Yeah. It, Russell Westbrook was there. Okay. Yeah, we see, I, I, we've seen him. There he is. There's Brody. He He's wearing sick. a kilt. Yeah, looks like yeah, a kilt. And a top hat. A kilt and a top hat there. Looks sweet. Looks like Wonka. That ain't Willy Wonka. Does he, <laughs> do, do you get judged? Like, do you get a prize for winning the fashion? Finding out now. Dwayne Wade, Super Miami right here. With well, the cane, cane and everything. Yeah. Oh, he looks awesome. I don't think there's a prize. I think it's judged the next day as best and worst looks of the Met Gala. Oh, like what we're doing right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's no prize there for the best look, nope. best dress? No. So they're not giving out awards to each other? Don't, isn't that what all these people do? They like getting around each other and giving awards to each other and doing stuff like that? Yeah. So the apparently they made uh, up to uh, 2021, they made $16.4 million. 
$30,000 tickets and the tables are $200,000. That's how much that chain costs, by the way. $16.4 million. But are these stars, they're not paying the two hundred grand. they are invited, right? So yeah, I'm guessing that's how they get the other people to come, right? $650,000 chain that he wore and it's part of three chains. Let's Is it go. his, though? It's probably just for the event. Probably. Uh, yeah. That a lot of the stuff happens. they wear just for the event. Yeah. Zoom in on that right photo. After 650... That's as far as I can go. After 650 carats? It feels so heavy on the neck. It feels yeah. so heavy on the neck. Uh, it feels like he bought that. We saw his fucking closet, dude. Yeah, yeah he might have. Baby OBJ. Is that Lizzo? Okay. Yeah, with a flute. Oh, that is Hell awesome. yeah. Did she play that at all? Was she... Wait till she turns around. She got her cheeks out like she did at the Lakers game? No way. Oh, no, way. Not the cheeks. Mat, I'll find out more, though. She was cheeks out at that Lakers game. Oh, if yeah. She, if she did that at the Met, they would have kicked her out. That's future. Is that a kill? Uh, I think it's a one piece. Shorts. Yeah. He's wearing shorts. It's hard to tell from here. Is that the penguin uh, back? Fuck it, mask off. Is that chainmail gloves? That's a good question. Oh, yeah. Those gloves match the dress in the back there. Mm -hmm. Basically, you can just wear whatever the hell you want, obviously. Well, it's fashion. You don't 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 get get it. it. There's like a theme every year, and I forget. (laughs) Elon Musk was there? Whoa. Classy. Is that that his alien mom? I think that is his mom. That's his mom? (laughs) So she's not really. either. Take me to that planet, Elon. <laughs> whoa, because he's from what? South Africa. Can we go back to Elon? Yeah. Hold on. Let's, yeah, a, that looks a awesome. Yeah. He's a brew. He's a brew. So Elon Musk, does he yeah, always bro. go to the Met? Because don't all these people hate him, right? All those people told him. Well, at least publicly they do. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if you remember last year, AOC wore a tax the rich dress yeah. to the yeah. Met. So you, I think a lot of times not everybody's on the same page. Oh, you're saying all fugues, everything fugues. Yeah, a lot of fugues. Elon Musk, not Fugues. That's no. an alien, and that's his mom alien. Yep. What well, if that was just his, like, what if that was just his brew from the other planet just came back? Been. That'd be sick. Hey, just need you to dress up like my mom tonight. Is that cool? Yeah, I got your brew. And he slides into the head. <laughs> goes into the dress. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I assume, too, when he goes to these now, now that he ha- owns Twitter, and he knows that every day, I know all your guys' stuff behind oh. the scenes on your Twitter, so don't you even think about coming at me. Oh, I am the captain now. I'm the captain now. I am the captain now of the Met. That's why I would dress just as normal as possible. What's he? What a he's wearing a tux. What a loser. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. I love it. That's the last. Pretty one sweet. Yeah, Kid Cudi looks sick. Zoom in on that. He doesn't smoke weed anymore, right? I don't think so. No, I think he's back well, on. Is he, he back? What happened? I think so. that a baby kid. Here you go, Thank you, Cudi. Appreciate you, Cudi, coming back. He looks awesome. Yeah, it's an awesome cape. Is that what you're wearing, AJ, when you get invited with the, uh, the look at the wrist, the, uh, what's that called, the designer? Uh, Cumberbund? The puff? No, the loose, uh, like, wizard loose. sleeve. <laughs> I thought it was, like, old, old-timey. Yeah. Old, old-timey Old sleeves. English? Old English sleeves? Yeah. Whatever. What would you wear? Me? Yeah. Probably this. That's probably what I'm wearing. Like, I think that plays. Black pants, I think, though. Probably yeah. cowboy boots. Yeah. Maybe break out the WrestleMania tank. Oh, yeah, with the, yeah. With the, the shiny And then the bow tie yeah. around your bare neck. Like Imagine all the fashion people like, oh, my God, look at that. Look at this. Yep. What are you wearing? Very modern with wearing? a touch of nostalgia. Unbelievable. One chain. <laughs> He's got cowboy boots on, which na- act as a natural height uh, advancer. <laughs> <laughs> they take that shit so seriously. You actually probably oh, yeah. would get mad props. If I showed that, like, look, this guy's a fucking legend. He's a superstar. Simple, simple yet refined. I would wear probably black tux pants. 
black tank top from WrestleMania, probably WrestleMania tank top. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cayman Crocs. Yes. Bow tie for sure that's going to have a little glitz and get, mm-hmm. uh, glamour. And I think definitely a cane. I think a cane yeah. seems like the right one. That cane, by the way, is going to flip into a bong. Oh. That'd be sweet. Yeah. One hitter. Yeah. Wiz, uh, Wiz was all pissed. Um, they wouldn't let him go because he wasn't allowed to smoke weed there. They won't let Wiz Khalifa smoke. That's what I saw. Let the fucking guy smoke some dope. Jesus Christ. With everything else going on in that fucking room. Let the guy smoke some ganja, huh? It's Wiz Khalifa. Is that why he didn't go? He would have came in something. He is yoked right now. Mm -hmm. He is strapped up right now. Probably would have done the D-Wade. Yeah, the shirtless underneath. Mm -hmm. That's super fashionable. Mm -hmm. Was Jay Glazer there? I think he was reporting. He was, uh, he's not taking photos. No, No, definitely not. I mean, Jay knows all those people, though. Oh, so it looks like Wiz was smoking a J on the red carpet of the Mecca in 2017, and they didn't want that to happen again. So he's never been invited back? I don't know. That's awesome. They're just like, how dare he? <laughs> how dare this man smoke on our red carpet? Banished for life! Mm-hmm. Watching Succession, it's hard not to just assume every human that's in that upper echelon is just like all of them. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Inspiring. And uh, great entertainment. Oh, All right, yeah. We're out of here. Uh, Hammer Don is in about 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Big thanks to Dana White and Rupper for joining us. Let's remember hockey's happening. That's here right. Playoffs. The NBA is happening. Here Woo! we go. We'll have two editions of T4 tomorrow. Can't wait for that. AJ's breaking news tomorrow as well. Ain't that right? Yeah, Wednesday's usually a big uh, day that I, I, I get all the info from all my people. All right, that's Boom. awesome. Perfect. Can't Love wait it. to hear what it is. We'll see you all tomorrow. You're the best. Bye.